Welcome to Nimmin Live, the number one place on the internet to learn about YouTube, network with other content creators, and have an awesome time doing it. My name is Nick, and today I'm answering your YouTube questions. So look, there's a form down in the description of the stream right now. So if you want your question answered, you're an early bird. There's not a lot of questions in there at this moment in time. Um, so you're an early bird. So get in there and go ahead and get your questions down there in the form that is down in the description below so we can get them answered on the stream today. Um, I also want to let you know that um, this stream is brought to you by TubeBuddy, which is the number one tool for YouTube content creators. TubeBuddy will help you optimize your videos for discovery. It'll help you test your thumbnails. It'll help you um, do all types of channel management related things like bulk updates to your descriptions and a whole bunch of other additional things. They've got 90 different tools inside of TubeBuddy. A lot of people think that it's just the keyword explorer, um, that it's just like the SEO optimizer, but there's 90 different tools inside of TubeBuddy. So if you're not using TubeBuddy yet and you're a YouTube content creator, there's a link down in the description for you um, to where you can try TubeBuddy out for free. Um, or you can just go to TubeBuddy.com slash Nimmin. It'll take you to the same exact place. Um, and you can give it a shot and see what TubeBuddy can do for you. And then, of course, if you upgrade, um, then in that situation, then, you know, of course, they'll hook me up a little with a little bit of a commission as well on top of everything else just for sending you over there. So in addition to that, this stream is brought to you, co-sponsored by um, StreamYard, which is the live streaming platform that I use to live stream this every single Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern. So um, if you are a live streamer, I encourage you to give StreamYard a try because they do all the heavy lifting for you in the crowd, uh, cloud. So you don't have to have a very strong computer in order to do your live stream. Um, and if your stream goes down, something like that, since it's hosted in the cloud, then they actually hold the stream open for you. And then you can come back in on your phone or something like that. Um, in addition to that, it's really easy to add graphics to it like you see on the screen right now. Um, you can pull in videos, you can pull in guests by just simply sending them a link. All kinds of really cool features inside of StreamYard as well. Um, but you can try that out at StreamYard.com. Or of course, there's a link down in the description for that, as well as a bunch of other stuff that is helpful and useful for you as a YouTube content creator. Okay. So, hope everybody had an awesome, fantastic, and wonderful week um, this week. I hope that, uh, you know, you've got some videos published. I hope that, you know, things are going well on your channel. But what we are doing today is um, I'm answering your questions because, you know, I know that YouTube um, is, you know, it's a complex thing in terms of, you know, learning how to, you know, make better videos, learning how to get people to respond better to what it is that you're doing in terms of watching your videos, clicking on your videos, things like that. Plus, there's a lot of other things that go along with being a content creator. So because of that, um, basically what I do here for the next three hours or so is I sit here and I answer the questions that you have based on the things that you're dealing with around your YouTube channel and, you know, just uploading videos to YouTube and all the other things that go along with it. So, um, that is what's going on if you are, you know, a first timer here. Now, um, I do want to just really quick give a shout out to Roger Wakefield. What's up, man? Hope you're doing fantastic. Um, Doug Houston, YT. What's up, my man? Hope you're doing great. Mr. Camera Junkie, what is going on? Um, Chatty Kathy, nice to see you as well. Shark Scrapper, nice to see you. Magic Flying Potato, Brad, I hope that you are doing awesome today. So um, what I'm going to do is I actually forgot to, I restarted my computer before the stream. And uh, oh, my keyboard's bugging out on me. But basically, I started restarted my computer before the stream, and I forgot to open the form up. So I'm going to go and grab that really quick. So in the meantime, if you have a question about what it is you're doing on YouTube, Reese's Gameplays, what's going on? Hope you're doing great. But in the meantime, um, if you do have a question while I'm trying to get this form up here about what it is you're doing on YouTube, just go ahead and put a queue in front of it, and I'll just go ahead and pull it out of the chat right now while I am getting this um, queued up. And it is now queued up and ready to rock and roll. 
So I'm doing one more thing here and then it is go time in terms of digging into um, digging into the live stream today. So um, the very first question um, that I'm going to answer here, I'm just seeing if anything's in the chat. We've got exciting electronics says, well, they just disappeared. Um, let's see here. So <laughs> it says um, they're having a lot of growth um, to their channel. Thanks to you. What are some tips for continuing that growth? Um, dig into your analytics, figure out, you know, what it is that's causing that growth in the first place and keep doing those things. Um, in addition to that, you know, because numbers are reflective of how, you know, people are interacting with what it is that you're doing. Um, so it's important when you are looking at, you know, the numbers in terms of your YouTube analytics that you also try to uncover, you know, what could cause those numbers to happen. So for example, let's say, hey, what's up, Heidi Costume CEO, nice to see you in here. So let's say, for example, that you are, um, let's say that you are, um, you know, uh, that you find like it with your thumbnail, you find like, wow, people really clicked on this one a lot. And you see that number, right? And you're like, hey, you know, people are really clicking on this a lot compared to the impressions that I'm getting. You know, of course you want to break down the obvious things. You know, what are the colors I'm using? What is, what's the imagery that I'm focusing on? What's the topic of the video? You know, those types of things. What's the title? Are, do they complement each other? But in addition to that, you also want to think to yourself like, okay, with this, there's all of those, you know, technical aspects of it. But in terms of the viewer that might, you know, see this on a homepage, like, why do I think that this was, you know, important or useful and, or, you know, intriguing to those people that actually clicked on this? So, you know, when you are digging into your numbers, you want to make sure that you are um, trying to think of it from that perspective as well, so that you can, you know, better understand um, your audience and the, the theories that you come up with while you're doing that you can test it with, you know, future content, with future thumbnails that you make, future videos that you make and things like that. So basically dig in, um, you know, figure out, you know, why you think that the um, response was more, or that the response is positive um, that you are currently getting. Um, Semi Gaming, Sammy Gaming says, when we appeal for a silver um, play button um, after 100K subs, yeah, you can get, you're saying when we appeal, you mean apply. Yeah, so you get a um, you can apply for your silver play button after you cross 100,000 subscribers. Um, it'll pop up in your dashboard. Um, so in some cases, it'll pop up relatively fast within like a week or two. But in a lot of cases, it'll take, you know, a month, maybe a month and a half before it pops up. But you'll get a little bar, a little notification bar going up across the very top of your screen inside of your YouTube uh, creator studio. And uh, that is basically you'll have the option to click on that to actually claim your button. And it'll just take you through a process in order to um, in order to do so. So um, the first question that I'm going to answer here, in addition to the other one, Viper, man about tech, what is going on, my man? I hope that you are doing fantastic. Hey, dude, I need like a sound bite from you so that like when you come in here, I just need like a what's up, people. Um, I, I need one of those <laughs> so I can add it to my board over here. So um, really quick, uh, let's see here. Casadors 719 says, um, you're awesome, Nick. How did you do this intro? Um, how did you do this intro, this live instead of normal YouTube thumbnail for events? Um, so, oh, you mean the trailer. So basically the trailer is a new feature. So who here live streams on YouTube? If you're a live streamer, um, if you live stream, it doesn't matter if you do it once a month, if you do it every day. Um, if you live stream to YouTube, just, you know, let me know, just say me um, so that I can identify the streamer crowd in here. Um, but when you are live streaming to YouTube now, there is a feature to where when you set up your live stream, you can go in and then you click on the edit option. Once you click on that edit option, then you are going to see a customization option over on the left-hand side. When you click on that, if you scroll down at the very bottom, 
Um, you're going to see a option to be able to hand off the video or hand off the stream. And what that means is um, like, let's say that this stream goes on for however long it goes on for. Then after the stream, if I wanted to publish a video and have that video, you know, ready to rock and roll after this stream, then I could have that published. And then I could have this stream actually just default right over into that video once the stream is complete, just to, you know, go ahead and give it a little bit of extra juice, so to speak. Um, so you have that option. But in addition to that, you also have the trailer option. And when you add a trailer, um, it's basically just a short video that you can add before your live streams and you can do anything with it. So, you know, you can use it as something to let people know what it is that you are going to be offering in your stream or what it is you're going to be talking about or the game that you're going to be playing or anything like that. Um, but it's simply a video that you upload to your YouTube channel. You can upload it unlisted and then you assign it as a trailer. And then when you are scheduling your live stream, people will see it. So that's what's going on. Uh, that's what's going on there. Hey, what is going on? Um, Evolve INK. Nice to see you in here. Tiny Orchard Quilts. Nice to see you in here as well. Hope that you are doing fantastic. Curtis says, my fans don't like my lives. That's totally cool. Totally cool. You know, so, streaming isn't for everybody. Um, you know, some people prefer to do video content. Some people prefer just to stream and not do any video content at all. So, you know, we all have our different, uh, you know, our different approaches to things. So, yeah, so it looks like we got a decent amount of um, live streamers in here. So that's cool. But yeah, so that's how you add the, um, that's how you add the actual trailer itself. Um, next question that we have here is from Salad Cream Boy. Salad Cream Boy Super says, tracks. perfectionism is slowing down my productivity. I think there's a lot of value, but when should I just post the video without the quality suffering? It's a fantastic question. So I think that as content creators, I think a lot of us run into that scenario in terms of, you know, like we're putting, you know, we're putting out videos and, and we, when we think to ourselves, like they have to be this, right? And we think they always have to be this. And of course, you know, the better, um, you know, experience that we can create for our viewers, you know, the better everything is. However, if it's to the point of thinking to yourself, like, man, like, you know, I haven't uploaded in a month because I'm trying to make this perfect video. Um, in that case, if the type of content that you make supports it, then, you know, just try to think if I do have these bigger projects that I want to work on, because, you know, that might be where you're where you get to express, you know, the most creativity, which is cool. Um, but if you're like, hey, I've got these bigger projects that I, you know, want to make sure that I do that I do want to make sure that are, you know, relatively perfect. Try to figure out if you can work in something that is just a little bit less perfect. Maybe it's just a shorter video, something that still adds tons of value to your audience. However, it's not, you know, the the, the best um, in terms of, you know, that, that bigger thing that you do. Um, you know, one example of this just recently, you know, since you watch my content. So... I had a video um, when I crossed the 800,000 subscribers, I made a video um, and the whole thing was framed around, uh, you know, like, you know, what I, you know, what I, uh, it's like a message to YouTubers from somebody that just crossed 800,000. And uh, in that particular video, I was, I, I was just like, you know, I crossed that milestone and in my head, you know, I always have these things when I cross these milestones to where I just take a moment of just like gratitude and just kind of think through, you know, just my, how my experience has been and, you know, all that good stuff. And um, in that particular uh, case, I was like, why am I thinking about this? Why don't I just make a video and share some of these thoughts with, you know, with the people that are, you know, watching my videos and, you know, just kind of, you know, do kind of like a brain dump and, and the editing, like, you know, the editing wasn't there. I mean, it was just a, a really quick edit for the sake of just getting it out of my brain and getting it up onto YouTube. And, you know, that particular video actually resonated deeply with a lot more people than my typical highly edited, edited content does. And it was more the message than it was anything. And the reason I'm telling you this is because, you know, what we think 
might be, you know, the, the quality and, you know, all of those things at the end of the day, you know, it could just be the message itself could carry a video that you maybe could have edited a lot better, but just the message itself, you know, might be enough to, um, to keep you moving, um, in terms of, you know, the audience responding positively to what it is that you're doing. So just keep that in mind. Um, so what I recommend that you do is um, if you don't want to, you know, have supplemental content and then you have like your bigger projects, then in that case, try some to where, you know, if your bar's normally here, I mean, and of course, look, you always want to try to do as good as you possibly can. It's just kind of like a golden rule, right? However, when you are, um, you know, publishing your content, it's important to think about, okay, I got to balance things out here. You know, if I got, if I got, you know, my life that I want to do and I've got my YouTube stuff that I want to do and my other hobbies and all that, then, you know, I have like a certain amount of time that I got to be able to dedicate to this. So because of that, um, if I put a, a timeline on myself to where, you know, by this time, then, you know, the video has got to be ready to roll. Um, then, you know, you have that pressure behind you to kind of make you push out that good video. But in addition to that, you know, you might be fine if, you know, if normally you're at a hundred percent when it goes out, you might be fine putting out a video that's 90%. You know, one of the things that, um, that I learned, um, just over time was, you know, you have this, you have this standard, right? We all do just as content creators, we have this standard of, you know, like it has to be, you know, this way. And it's a personal standard and that's important. And it's very important. Um, however, there's the standard of the viewers. So the standard of the viewers in a lot of cases is completely different um, than our standard. So because of that, you know, you might find that, you know, that you can use less graphics a little bit less B-roll, you know, shave off an hour, um, you know, of your edit um, in order to, you know, some of the extra polish that you do in order to, you know, get the videos up, you know, a, a little bit more um, rapidly. So just some stuff to, uh, some stuff to think about there. Um, let's see here. And that I, I pinned the wrong question. Okay. That's fantastic. <laughs> to the screen. Viper. Okay, so um, let's see here. As we keep on going through the list really quick, I'm going to answer this one, then I'm going to hop over to the form. Um, is there a mathematical ratio or formula to figure out a good click-through rate to number of impressions? No. So what you want to do is you want to go and just look historically on your channel. So you there's a really good chance if you've been publishing videos for a while, you have content in your channel um, that that outperforms some of the other content in your channel. So because of that, um, you want to go and you want to try to figure out like what good looks like for the content that you're making for the way that people are responding to what it is that you're doing. Also keep in mind, click-through rate by itself, just the click-through rate can make a huge difference in your videos because of course, if more people are clicking it, you have the opportunity for more people to watch it. However, even if your click-through rate is high, it doesn't necessarily guarantee views. Like one of the things that, you know, you always see people talking about on Twitter and things like that is, you know, hey, I got this, you know, big click-through rate based on the amount of impressions that I have, but man, my videos still aren't getting any views. And, you know, there's other factors that come into you getting views. And one of those that's a really important one is, you know, when somebody clicks on your video, what happens then, right? So you got the click, your click-through rate's high, but with all those people that are clicking, what happens after they click? Then they start consuming your content. How do they react to that content that you're putting out? And, you know, in some cases, um, you know, if it's high, then in that case, you know, that video will end up getting a lot of views. If it's low, you have a lot of drop off or, you know, the viewers just don't seem satisfied by YouTube's terms. Then in that case, you know, that video might not do well um, overall. Maybe you don't have anybody sharing it. Maybe you don't have anybody, you know, or not anybody, but you know, maybe you don't have a lot of people liking it compared to some of the other content. Maybe not a lot of people are just interacting with it in general um, in terms of YouTube saying like, hey, yeah, this is a, this is a good piece of content. We're gonna keep showing it to people. Um, so, you know, when it comes to that um, and your click-through rate and, you know, being really focused on the numbers, you want to, the approach that you wanna take, 
with the content that you're publishing, when you do have videos take off and do better than other videos, you want to say, okay, what kind of retention am I getting on this? How many people are sharing this? How many people are commenting on this? How many people are liking it? Um, uh, you know, what's my click-through rate amount um, compared to the impressions? What's my click-through rate on the specific traffic sources in terms of, am I getting like a, a really high click-through rate in suggested videos, but I'm getting a really low click-through rate on home pages? Or am I getting a really high click-through rate on my channel page? And that's making my, my click-through rate look high. But in reality, it's just from my channel page from the people that are most likely to click on my stuff. Um, whereas maybe in browse, search, and suggested, your click-through rate or your average view duration from those sources might be very low. So, you know, because of that, you want to dig in deeper instead of just looking at it from the um, the, the the averaged out view that YouTube gives you um, in your uh, in your reach tab. You want to make sure that you are, you know, digging in a little bit deeper as well. Um, let's see here. So, and, and just as a heads up in terms of, you know, the formula and all that, once you do figure out that baseline in your channel, the, the thing that, that, that helps you with is once you start to identify like, Hey, if my videos are like this and my thumbnails about like this in terms of, you know, the, the numbers, then, you know, over time, you're going to start to identify like, okay, when I publish this video, if I'm not hitting these marks, in addition to YouTube, letting, you know, right out of the gate, you know, how your videos are performing at least out of your last 10, you'll also be able to be like, Hey, you know, normally what I get is this, this video is underperforming. So let me see if, you know, if I do like a, a last minute, uh, thumbnail change, if it helps things or, or a last minute title change, or just like a total repack packaging, um, you know, just to see if that, you know, if that helps things. So, um, you know, a lot of different ways that you want to look at that. But the idea is just figuring out what good looks like on your channel so that you can so that you can kind of compare other videos that you put out against that one. Um, let's see here. So um, the very first question here from the form is um, this is from Sook. Sook says they do daily content and they do animating. Um, it used to be about Minecraft, though. The goal of the channel says I want to make videos and show people my animations. And the question is, how do I get big with an animating channel? So one, you got to have, you know, good in animations in terms of it has to resonate with people in some way, shape or form. So you'll see animation channels where it's clear that they've put, you know, hours and hours and hours and days, maybe even months into a one video that's like, you know, five minutes long. Um, you know, there's channels that look like that and they, you know, perform at a high rate. On the other side, there's also animation channels to where the, the, the story of the animation is extremely clever, but the actual animation itself in terms of what it looks like is pretty rudimentary, but people still, you know, respond to that at a high rate just because the story is so good. So, you know, because of that, when it comes to growing your animation channel, it really comes down to you zeroing in on, you know, the story that you're telling or the information that you're sharing. And in addition to that, also trying to make sure that when possible, that you do make videos around things that are trending. That's typically helpful in terms of topically. Um, so like, let's say, for example, if, um, you know, there's a, there's a big event that's coming up, let's just say holidays, right? Let's say it's a, it's a tentpole event in that case. And let's say it's a holiday, then, you know, making animations that are, you know, specific towards the holiday, publishing them a little bit, uh, you know, before the holiday so that as the holiday ramps up, you know, people can come and enjoy those animations. They can get recommended and so on. Same exact thing happens for anything um, that's trending. So like, for example, can't remember the channel, but I love using them as a reference just because they nailed it. <laughs> um, but there was a channel that I found off of Reddit um, that was an animation channel. And basically what they did is they leveraged uh, Marvel releases. So with that, they made their animations about all the different Marvel releases as they were coming out. And um, I think that the channel as a whole might have had 10 videos on it. And they, the, when I saw it, it might have had 10 videos, maybe six, and um, and they had over 200 and something thousand subscribers on their channel. So, you know, there's there's 
definitely opportunities that you can tap into that you want to make sure that you, that you're being aware of with your um, animations as well. George B. Thomas, what's up, man? I hope that you are doing fantastic. Nice to uh, see you here in the stream. All right. So um, as we keep on running through our list, I do have YouTube clips. Um, if you just look for uh, Nimmin Extra, Ooh, what did I do? Did I hit my head or something, I guess? Yeah, if you look for Nimmin Extra, um, you'll find the Clips channel. Um, I'm actually in the process right now of just working on having somebody, finding the right people to um, to help with that channel um, so that I can just, you know, publish to it on a regular basis. I have like stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks of content, as I'm sure that you can imagine from doing these live streams um, over time. So I have, you know, tons of content for it that's already been made. Um, it's just the actual, you know, working it into my workflow and I'm actually trying to have, um, you know, work it out to where somebody else is, is doing that um, so that so I can focus on the things that, uh, you know, like this channel, for example. Um, so here, Ron Trains and Things says, Super I've uh, been a little hit and miss over the summer. Um, now getting back to my weekly schedule. Any tips for getting views back up after a break? Absolutely. Um, one, of course, is, you know, publishing on a regular basis. That's that's always a win. Um, two, if you do, um, you know, want to take the approach of going into your analytics um, and just looking at the videos that are bringing in the most traffic right now or videos that have historically brought in more traffic, um, more views, then in that case, um, if you go into your analytics, you're going to see if you scroll down, once you actually click into your analytics, you're going to see the videos that have been driving the most views over the last, you know, whatever you select for the date range, 28 days, 90 days. And, um, and when you see that, you're going to see the stuff that in terms of, you know, the things that people have been interested in coming into the channel. So um, when you're first getting back into your groove, pick some of the stuff that's kind of at the top of that list and just think to yourself, like, okay, these are the people that are coming in right now. They're the most recent on my channel. So the likelihood of them, if I publish something that's topically similar, seeing the content that, um, that, uh, uh, that I'm going to be publishing um, is going to be much higher just because, you know, it's topically similar and they've recently been interacting with the channel. So because of that, um, I'm going to, you know, publish something that is, you know, like a logical next step for those particular people. So that's the approach that um, that you want to take there. Walter's World, what's up, man? Hope that you're doing fantastic today. Thank you for uh, stopping by the stream. Hope that you're doing great. Um, okay, so next up on our list here, trying to move through these. You know, like one thing I'm, I, I actually said to myself today before the stream was, um, I was like, okay, um, I'm going to try to get through some of these faster today. So like, I'm going to try to just crush those many questions as I possibly can here during the live stream today and uh, and see how many that uh, see how many that I can get through here during the uh, stream today. What's up, Ash, man? I hope you're doing awesome. So um, as we keep on going through this list, this next one's from Marcus Zapala. Marcus says that they um, it's a communication tips channel. The goal of the channel is multiple um, income streams. And the question says, Nick, I just crossed 2,500 subscribers. High five, fist bump to you. Nice job. Um, let's see here. I'm uploading one normal video and one short video per week. Um, since the past few months, my views has stuck about 40,000 views per month. What are some strategies when your growth has plateaued? Kind of similar to what I was talking about with Ron, you know, because, you know, like when you're, when you're publishing content, like the content that does well, it leaves clues to what it is that you're doing and to what it is that your audience responds to. So because of that, you know, I really recommend that you do something similar, like look at the content in your channel that's performed in the past and try to think, okay, is there any way that I can make something extremely topically similar um, in terms of you know, like a, like an update or a version two or, you know, something like that. Um, and in addition to that, just thinking to yourself like, okay, these are all the people that are interacting with the channel right now. This is the content that's pulling them in. Like what would be something that I could publish today 
that would be relevant to those people that are watching these top five, top 10 videos on the channel um, that are bringing in the most traffic, right? Um, so that when you publish, you know, that those videos, the likelihood of some of those people seeing them um, and positively responding to those videos, you know, will be higher in that situation. So, um, so because of that, um, that's the type of approach that you want to do. But I mean, um, uh, you know, if you've kind of, you know, plateaued a little bit, you know, another thing that, that, that is important in situations like that is also to experiment, you know, experimentation is something that, you know, can uncover some really cool stuff in terms of content that people respond to. Um, so because of that, um, you know, if you have plateaued and if you are making, you know, content that's similar and you're, you know, doing that whole thing, but it's still not working, then in that case, start experimenting, start thinking, okay, with, um, you know, the audience that I'm trying to reach with these uh, communication tips, like what's another approach that I can take with this, even though I'm reaching people that are looking for, you know, trying to learn how to communicate in a better way, um, you know, maybe there's something a little bit more interesting I can do or something a little bit outside of my norm um, that I could do that they might be able to um, respond to and just start, you know, putting out some occasional test content as well um, so that you can make sure that you... Um, so that you can make sure that, you know, that you're giving some new stuff a try, right? Because if you plateau, that kind of means like, okay, then, you know, I've got people responding, but, you know, not, you know, at the rate that I would like them to. Um, and this is kind of all the things that I've been doing have gotten me to here, <laughs> right? So those got me to here. So what can I come up with now to see if I can get from here to here, right? And then you kind of keep working through that process as you, um, as you continue to grow. Uh, let's see here. Next up on our list, man, I'm feeling good today too. You know, I was like, yeah, like when I came in, cause I was rushing a little bit, like they closed a, a street. I just went out for a drive um, today cause I needed to get out of the house, been in the house all week. Um, so I was like, I'm just going to go out and drive around a little bit, you know, just kind of get out, listen to some music, listen to some audio books and stuff. So I was listening to Sapiens, um, which is a great audio book about the history of man. Um, but I was listening to that and then listening to some music and stuff. But on the way home, um, they they just started some construction and uh, and I and it blocked me. And since I'm since I like we're not going out tons and all that stuff just because outbreaks and stuff here. So because of that, like uh, you know, in terms of like exploring the area, I haven't done that a ton. Um, so I'm like, oh no. I hope I can find another way back into my place. Um, so I had to, you know, go and find everything. So I was running a little bit late today, um, but I still feel, you know, I feel, I feel uh, solid today. So, uh, you know, sliding into home plate, um, you know, right on the clock, uh, you know, that might be, a, maybe I should start doing that more often. So um, let's see here. RP Primetime says that uh, they do reactions for the moment. The goal of the channel is 100,000 subscribers by the end of the year. Question. I've been thinking about having a gaming channel and a reaction channel. So my first question is, how would you be able to balance a gaming channel and a reaction channel? Two, um, there's a second question, is I've been uploading less because of school and football practice, and I've been thinking about uploading on the weekends. Is this a smart move? Okay, think about what you're, think about what you're saying for a second. So the first question is, I, you know, it, like having, you know, I want to have two channels. Um, and then your second question is like, I don't have time to, to manage the one channel that I'm doing right now. Right. So what you have to do is you have to just look at the situation that you're in and say, okay, if I, you know, if I'm going to school and I'm doing, you know, all these other things, um, then of course, uploading on the weekend would be something that you would want to experiment with. But in addition to that, you know, if you are having trouble getting content out right now, just because, you know, mixing, you know, life and, and school and, and YouTube, then in that case, maybe right now isn't the best time to start that second channel. Um, or in that case, you could just sit down and you could be like, okay, which one of these is more important to me? 
um, is it more important to me to do these reaction videos? Is it more important for me to do these gaming videos? Like which one do I think that I would get the most, um, you know, fulfillment out of making? Which one do I think that I would be able to do better? Which one do I think, you know, I'd be able to make a stronger connection with the people that I'm trying to reach and then go down that route. That's what I would do in that situation, because if your time's limited, which everybody's is, um, then in that case, you know, you don't want to just keep stacking stuff on because then what happens and trust me, I did this for a really long time in my life and it took me a while to figure out that when you focus really hard on something, that that's something that you're focusing on will usually do okay, right? Um, so what happens is, is when you start stacking, you're already busy and you start stacking on all this additional stuff. Next thing you know, you're doing bad at everything. So instead of like nailing something, you're just doing, you know, a bad job at doing everything because you're trying to do all this stuff. You can't really focus on one thing and really, you know, water that flower, so to speak, because you're just so busy, you know, trying to just keep everything moving. Um, so because of that, man, I really just uh, recommend that in your case that you just pick one that, you know, is the most meaningful to you and you and you go for that one for now. That's what I would do. Um, let's see here. So next up on our list, Chantel, what is going on? Hope you're doing great digital tools of the trade. I hope that you are doing fantastic today as well. Stack the pads, goaltending. Hope that you are doing great. Okay, so really quick, because I just saw this one here um, in the chat, and it's a you know live streaming tech question. So, oops, that's not it. Um, let me go, keep going up here. Okay, says so I'm going to attempt a live stream cooking show. I'm by myself. Is there a way for the branding to pop up while I'm busy cooking? Um, I use StreamYard. Yeah, so with that one, um, you you would need to manually trigger that or have somebody help you. Like a cool thing with StreamYard is that you can do it virtually. So like, let's say, for example, you have a friend of yours that's like, you know, hey, let me uh, let me go. And, uh, you know, uh, like you're like, hey, I'm going to be doing this live stream. I need somebody to come in here and drop some graphics on my screen from time to time or, you know, do some type of interaction. Um, you can give them access to where they can actually come in and they can, you know, come in and, and do those sorts of things for you. So you might want to try that approach. But outside of that, they at this moment in time, they do not have a timer for the graphics popping up on the screen. So that's something you're gonna have to do manually. Now, um, there are things that you could do um, in terms of, you know, like basically building your stream with seeing, it gets really complicated here, but I'm just gonna tell you cause you asked. <laughs> but basically you build, um, you know, multiple scenes inside of like OBS or something like that. You use virtual cam inside of OBS to push it into StreamYard. Um, and then basically inside of OBS, you have timer set up in there or Stream Deck, which is, uh, you know, like one of these things. Um, but you have, you know, the timer set up in there so that, you know, at a certain time, then it would switch to another scene that would have your branding on it. And then it would switch back to, you know, something else. So one thing that you can that you can consider as well is, you know, in here, because you can add all these graphics, you can add all this stuff. Um, in, instead of the branding, you could do something like this. Um, to where you do something, uh, let's see here, let me just click on one. Yeah, like when I click on this, you can see how there's the thing going across the bottom of the screen, right? So one thing that you could do um, is you could do that to where you turn that on and then you have that, you know, that, that ticker going across the bottom of the screen. Um, in addition to that, another option for you um, is to make a non-intrusive overlay. So a non-intrusive overlay for your branding would look something like this. So you can see here, I've got this frame that kind of goes around the, uh, that goes around the screen here. Um, but down here in the bottom left-hand side, let me switch over to here for the example. Um, but down here in the bottom left-hand side, you can see that I have, you know, a little branding, letting people know what's going on, you know, when the stream is, that kind of stuff. And here's another version um, that I have, you know, for something else. But this one's just a little bit less intrusive. So you could build something like this and then have that in there so that you can make sure that, you know, any graphics that you need to show um, for branding purposes are there during the stream. And then, of course, you also have, got to switch arms, you also have this up here um, as well. 
to where, you know, you can just put that over uh, or that uh, overlay watermark in there. And then you would have your branding on there the entire time that you're doing your, uh, your cooking show. Good luck with your stream. Like if this is your first stream, streaming can be tons of fun. So good luck with your, uh, good luck with your first stream. Um, let's see here. So next up on our list today, we have, uh, let's see here, Retro Dad 64. So uh, Hoaxip C, little, little side education here. So Hoaxip C is how you say 64 in Thai language. Hoaxip C. Hoax is six, sip is 10. Hoaxip C, C is four. Okay, so uh, let's see here. So uh, they have a gaming channel. The goal of the channel is to provide help content and entertain fellow gamers and eventually making this a full-time gig. Question says, morning, Nick. Good morning. Hope that you're doing fantastic. Says, um, hope you're well. Um, is it better to wait to live stream until you have more of a following or should you start early to get the community based around it? It seems streaming here is more for current followers, unlike in other platforms. I'm sorry if you answered this last week. I had to work. Okay, so... When it comes to live streaming on YouTube, um, there's two different approaches that you can take. One of the things, one of the approaches that you can take is you can say, okay, I'm doing this live stream for the sake of connecting with my current community. Um, and then with that, you know, you do things like, you know, Q&As and Hangouts and, you know, things kind of like I'm doing right now. And then you can have another stream, which is I'm going to do this for the sake of, you know, making a piece of content that will live forever on my YouTube channel and still add value to the people that I'm trying to reach. And that will also help me grow a new audience. If you do a live stream that way, then what you want to do is you just want to apply structure to it. So, you know, you can see throughout this stream how it's just kind of all over the place because everything that that happens here is based on the questions that I get and, and all of that. So we go all over the place. However, um, if in your case, since you're doing gaming content, if, you know, your streams are normally, you know, like an hour long, then think to yourself, like, what could I share with people or what could I show people or how could I help people out um, in a live stream that would be like 10 minutes or 15 minutes long? Um, is there a way to do that? If the answer is yes, um, then in that case, you know, making a shorter live stream and thinking of the structure in terms of I'm making a live video that's going to live indefinitely on my YouTube channel, not I'm doing a live stream and hanging out, I'm making a live video. So when you take that approach, as soon as your video or as soon as your live stream starts, you know, you say your hook, you introduce, you know, whatever it is that you're going to be taking people through or whatever it is that would make them want to continue watching that um, video on the replay. And then you actually take them through the things that, you know, that you promised them in the beginning of the video. And then you end it just like you would a video as well, you know, inviting people to subscribe or, you know, recommending another piece of content or something like that. So that you create that great piece of, of replay content, right? So the difference between the two, the one is like, hey, we're going to hang out. This is great, you know, while we're streaming. Probably not the best, you know, for the replay. But then you have the other approach, which is a little bit more strategic to where you're like, you know what, this, this stream, this is actually going to be a piece of content on my channel. And I'm doing this one with tons of purpose for the sake of making sure that, um, that somebody comes into this after the live stream is over. It's still a great experience for those people. That's the approach that you want to take. Baking with Charlene, welcome to the stream today. Hope that you are doing awesome. Dale Compton, hope that you are doing great as well. Thanks for joining us. Hey, better late than never. That's what they say, right? <laughs> Zane, what's up, man? Hope that you are doing fantastic today. I'll be tastic. Hope that you are doing great. Okay, so um, next up on our list here, we have... I need a drum roll. Okay, we got Shark Scrapper. Shark Scrapper says um, that they do um, edutainment about recycling and scrapping. The goal of the channel is to help people better understand recycling and scrapping while making some moolah, some money. And the goal, or the question, I should say, is as soon as I was claimed able, um, as soon as I was able, I claimed Shark Scrapper as my custom URL. 
but I notice that wherever I click on my channel, I see the long code. Why am I not seeing Shark Scrapper? Um, so if you come in from like YouTube search, something like that, um, like on platform, you will typically, not always, but you'll typically see that, um, that string of code up at the top. Um, the custom URL is more for, you know, social sharing, you know, things like that. We're actually driving people into YouTube to make it easier for them, right? Like that's where, that's where that is. Same exact thing goes like, if, um, you know, like, let's say that you're doing the thing where you add the custom code to the end of your subscribe link or your actual, you know, channel link, um, that turns it into the subscribe button and you put that in your descriptions, that kind of stuff. Um, then, you know, having that shorter version, um, you know, makes it just a little bit more trustworthy, um, but it also makes it shorter. So when you are, you know, sharing that around, or you're putting it your description or your channel art, whatever. Um, it's just, you know, more manageable and it's just an easier, um, easier thing to do. Um, let's see here. Next up on our list, we have go time AFL. And if you're just joining us, um, what we are doing today is I'm answering YouTube questions. So, you know, I'm a content creator. I've been doing this for a long time myself. Plus I've worked with a lot of other content creators as well. And basically what I do here during these live streams is I share, you know, just information from my experience of, you know, what, uh, you know, what I've, what I know about YouTube. Um, and then I apply that information to, you know, help you so that you can get a better understanding of, you know, how to grow your YouTube channel or how to connect deeper with your audience or, you know, whatever it is that you're trying to do with your content. So right now, um, again, if you're just joining us, what I'm doing is there's a link down in the description that goes to a form um, to where you can, you know, put your question in and then I'm answering them here on the stream. Uh, later in the stream, I'll be pulling them directly out of the chat as well. Um, so you can definitely stick around for that if you don't want to mess with filling out the form, but this is all free. So, um, so if you, you know, do you have a question, feel free to put it in the form down in the description um, right now. Um, and if you are like, eh, you know, I'm on a mobile device, the form's kind of a pain, then in that case, you know, just hang out and we'll be pulling them from the, um, from the chat here a little bit later as well. So um, let's see here. So next question here is from GoTimeAFL. GoTimeAFL says that they have an Australian rules channel. The goal of the channel is to have a community that enjoys watching footy as much as I do. And the question is, I run AFL channel, um, Aussie Rules. I'm wanting to get more international viewers. So I'm wondering if I should make a video to explain the game and also how do I get international viewers' attention that way. So if you're covering Australian um, uh, football, then in that case, you are you know, most likely going to be reaching a strong majority of Australians. Um, and because of that, those are going to be the people that, you know, when you're titling your videos and it's all around, you know, um, Australian rules, those people are going to be the ones that are, you know, most likely going to respond to that content at the highest rate, which then in turn is going to cause YouTube to, to, to show that content to more people in that area, right? Because they're going to be like the likelihood of them responding is going to be much higher. Now, of course, there's going to be Australians that are, you know, that live elsewhere in the world, things like that. And, you know, you'll be able to, you know, tap into some of those people as well, if they normally watch that type of content. But at the end of the day, you know, what, what you ultimately want to think about is, you know, I don't necessarily want to, you know, try to reach like everybody with this content and kind of cram it down their throat, so to speak, if it's not something that they're interested in. Um, I just want to make sure that I'm serving the people that are interested in this content already, um, that I'm really, you know, taking care of those people and giving them exactly what it is that they want. And then as you do that, you get better at that. Then at scale, YouTube is going to find other people that are also into that type of thing. And they're going to show your content to them. So, you know, because of that, just folk, like I recommend that you just focus really hard on serving the people that are, are responding to what it is that you're doing so that, um, so that you can just make sure that you nail that audience. And then, you know, on YouTube side, they're going to show that content to people that are likely to be interested in it. Um, it's just that you have to continue making that content and continue, you know, getting a good response from what it is that you're doing. Nate, the lawyer. Super chat. I made a hundred thousand subscribers within a year. What now? 
high five and fist bump to you. Nice work. Um, what now? That's the big question, right? That that we'll talk about this here in a second. But um, do the tips that got me to a hundred thousand still work? Um, are there any things that I should be doing? Editor, manager. So um, when it comes to um, you know, hiring people, um, that is kind of like a personal choice in terms of like, you know, hey, um, do I need the help um within the budget of what it is that I'm, you know, generating from this? Can I afford the help? Um, you know, just based on, you know, just just this, not, you know, hey, I'm taking money from, you know, elsewhere and applying it, excuse me, and applying it to this, but like, you know, hey, am I able to, to fund all of that through what it is that I'm doing here on YouTube? Um, and then, you know, also just being very intentional, like, okay, if I do get an editor, um, like, what's the idea? Like, what am I trying to do? Why do, am I getting the editor? Is it because, you know, I just want to free up some time? Is it because I want to put out more content to where they're editing, I'm editing, and we're just cranking out content like crazy? Um, you know, so so thinking of it from that perspective, um, when you're hiring people is, you know, one approach. Um, but one thing that you could do, um, and you could have been doing this for a long time is, um, you know, you could get a little bit more aggressive with going after sponsors, things like that, if you are trying to monetize what it is that you're doing more. Um, but in terms of, um, you know, uh, the tips that got you to 100,000, they still work. Absolutely. So, you know, when it comes to YouTube, there's a really core best practices, right? Um, in terms of, you know, all the stuff that we talk about here every Saturday. <laughs> so, um, so when it comes to, um, you know, a channel growing from, you know, 100 to 200,000, you know, the, the information that gets you to 100,000, you keep applying that. And then, of course, you know, that that's the things that help you, you know, keep going. Now, of course, there also might be things that are happening on your channel that you can tap into to accelerate things in terms of the view counts that you're getting, stuff like that. So, for example, like um, if you are already, oops, if you are already getting, you know, decent traction on your, on your videos and what it is that you're doing, then, you know, you might want to just take a really hard look in terms of, you know, how am I interlinking content together? Because, you know, if you have enough traffic coming through to get you a play button, then in that case, you have enough people interacting with your content to where you can really start being strategic in terms of the next steps that those people can take. So let's say, for example, um, if you get, um, you know, a certain amount of views um, on a video, then, you know, if you're being extremely intentional, like, okay, let me link my end screen, let me link a pinned comment, maybe like a card um, to, you know, another playlist, then what you're doing right there with that traffic, after enough people go through that, then you start creating the connections that are important to YouTube, which is when, a, when people watch this video, they will typically watch this video next. And as long as they are having a good experience with that flow that you're taking them through, then that can cause some of those videos that you're recommending to end up being in the next up spot. So then you start, you know, increasing the view counts that you're getting and things like that. So, you know, you want to start digging into those sorts of things. Um, you know, one quick tip here that Roberto Blake said, what's up, Roberto? Hope you're doing awesome, man. Says um, at 100,000 subscribers, you need a business plan and to hire an accountant and bookkeeper and focus on tax liability, time management, income generation, and boundaries. Yeah, so all of that is also important. Um, but you're a lawyer, so I'm going to guess that, you know, that on the business side, you've probably got that and taken care of already. Um, but if not, then of course, you know, you want to make sure that you are, you know, making sure that, you know, you are kind of separating things in terms of your personal and your business so that you can, um, you know, make sure that, you know, in terms of tax liability, things like that, you're taking the right approach. Um, but when it comes to, um, you know, like on YouTube, um, I would definitely be trying to leverage your community feed a lot. I would leverage your stories a lot. Um, I would definitely make sure that um, that you are also just being really intentional about where it is that you're sending traffic around your channel um, in terms of the specific videos that you're sending people to when they're watching one video um, so that you can start making sure that you are, um, you know, kind of amplifying the views that you're getting out of the current audience that you have. So that as you start, you know, creating those connections and you also are feeding some of the older content and things like that, um, that can also help some of that older content kind of come back to life and those sorts of things too. If you do have content, that's kind of, 
I don't, I don't want to say stagnated, but if it's just not getting the activity that it used to on your channel, you know, by sending some traffic to it, that can also, in some cases, um, kind of kickstart some of that older content as well, where it'll get promoted more if people are interacting with it a lot and they're having a good experience running. So, um, so I would look into those sorts of things. Um, let's see here as we keep going in here, I'm just going to pin this on screen while I'm looking at this next question here. Um, just so, cause I said it, but just to make sure that, uh, you know, that you can read that, um, as well in terms of Roberto's, um, suggestion here. So, um, let's see here. So as we keep on going through the list, we have, um, whiskey lovers society and the type of channels, whiskey reviews, the goal of the channel is sharing information on whiskey and the question. Um, how do you encourage people to subscribe? Um, if you do have a lot of views and the analytics show that most viewers are not subscribers, I have 94 subscribers now. So just as a heads up, most of the people that are going to interact with your content, if you're doing the right things are going to, are going to not be subscribed to your YouTube channel. So, you know, of course you want to kind of balance it out, but you know, one thing to think about is when people subscribe to your YouTube channel, you know, they subscribe. And then with that, um, some of those people are going to come back and, you know, watch, you know, some of the content you put out. Some people will come in from time to time. Some of those people might not ever even look at your content again. So, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, having the, you know, majority of your viewership coming from people that are non non-subscribers, um, that's actually a pretty normal thing um, here on YouTube. So, of course, you know, the deeper that you you know, connections and stuff you make with your audience and depending on the type of content you make, that kind of stuff, um, you know, you can have just tons and tons of subscribers coming back as well, which is, you want that, but then you also want to have a high percentage of people that are not subscribed interacting with your content because that's how your channel grows, right? So if, if you were only serving the people, um, like out of the 94 subscribers that you have, if you were only serving them, then you're capped off at 94 views <laughs> in terms of the maximum, right? So um, of course, you know, all your subscribers aren't gonna interact with your content either but basically when you are you know looking at it from that perspective um you know if you're just making content and it's only for subscribers and in that case you know you're putting some pretty hard limits on yourself so actually embrace the fact that you are having a lot more non-viewers come because that's what actually causes the channels to grow um let's see here as we keep on going through the list um the reason that you're losing subscribers is because people unsubscribe from youtube channels um for for tons of different reasons um you know people can unsubscribe from youtube channels because um you know they subscribe for one thing and then you made another video and they're like oh yeah this isn't really what i you know thought it was going to be and they unsubscribe from that um it could be that um, uh, that, you know, they subscribe and they're interested in that game. And then, you know, a little bit later, they're like, you know what? I don't actually play that game anymore. So, you know, this video keeps popping up in my feed. So let me just unsubscribe. So YouTube doesn't show it to me anymore. You know, those types of, um, things cause people to unsubscribe. In addition to that, YouTube also deletes, um, channels from time to time based on, you know, the, the activities that they're doing on YouTube. So for example, somebody spamming or doing sub for sub or something like that. Um, then in that case, you know, that can cause, uh, you know, those channels to get deleted. And when that happens, then, uh, you know, then of course you would take that hit as well on your subscriber numbers. So next uh, question that we have here on our list, uh, we got Whiskey Society. Okay. we got that taken care of. So next up here we have um, Hello Racino, Hello Racino. I'm saying that correctly. If not, I apologize. Um, they do gaming streams and content. The goal of the channels, I want to promote, uh, prove to my family that I can make money for my YouTube channel. The question is, I've been getting like three to four subs daily until I recently reached 200 subscribers, but now I seem to stop making subscriber or really low. Somehow, even losing some of them, how do I stop this from happening? Like I just said, um, subscribers, you know, they come and go. Like I've lost over 250,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel um, the entire time that I've been doing this. So if I hadn't, 
you know, I'd be over a million subscribers right now. But, you know, because of the nature of YouTube and because people do unsubscribe to channels, um, you know, you are going to end up losing a lot of people over time um, that are currently interacting with your content and that will interact with your content in the future. You know, just the, the transient nature of, you know, our interests changing. Like, you know, if you look at yourself and you think to yourself, okay, um, you know, when I watch YouTube, you know, I have all these different channels that I've subscribed to and that I followed. And I had this period of time where I was like watching all the stuff they uploaded. But, you know, I'm sure there's channels that you can that you can remember off the top of your head that you used to watch a lot or you would watch, you know, on a regular basis, but you probably haven't watched them in months. Right. Um, same exact thing with channels that maybe you might have unsubscribed to as well. So, you know, the same exact thing applies to um, to other people. Um, so really quick, um, Frank Kadzer. Um, gave a super chat. Thank super you for that. Chat. Frank says, always learning from you. Thanks for being here with the continuity. Thank you, Frank, for hanging out. Thank you for um, for the kind words and the super chat and for, you know, being willing to to learn and, you know, seeking the uh, information and all of that good stuff. So um, let's see here as we keep on going through, as we keep on going through the list, um, Live Signals Crypto says that they do trading signals on uh, many cryptocurrencies. The goal is to reach monetization. The question, um, hey, Nick, you're fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for the kind words. Always uh, flattered. <laughs> Stuff always makes you feel awesome. So thanks. Um, question, we stream 24-7. We basically never stop the streaming. Sometimes we stream for a month nonstop because that's what um, the service is about. 24-7 signals. Um, how to make YouTube cuts? How to make YouTube all oh, count our each time? Mm, I'm not... Um, Maybe you're saying how to make YouTube count your watch time. I'm not sure. It says to, on my end, I'm seeing how to make YouTube count our each time. It's got to be watch time. Seems like nothing is actually counted. Um, please help. What to do? Okay. So um, when you are doing your 24-7 streams, that watch time is being counted. Um, the problem is that it's being counted like right now. So when you end that stream, then you're going to see all that watch time there as long as um, that is still public. So the problem happens when, you know, you have a really long live stream, then YouTube isn't going to process it, right? So that 24-7 live stream, like you can have the traffic coming in, you can have the views coming in, all that good stuff. But unfortunately, if YouTube doesn't process the video and you can't make it public, um, then in that case, you know, you're, you're kind of going to be at a loss there. So, you know, what I recommend that you do, and a lot of people do this that have the 24-7 live streams, is have your 24-7 um, live stream but also put out some shorter streams as well. So, you know, so so keep that one going and then also have, you know, like, hey, um, it's Monday. We're going to do our, you know, Monday, uh, you know, 10-hour stream or five-hour stream or three-hour stream, whatever it is. Tuesday, we're going to do our Tuesday stream, Wednesday stream, and so on um, so that you can make sure that you have enough content going out that is, you know, that is still going to be uh, counted, um, I guess is what we're looking for. Um, that's still going to be counted uh, when the stream is, uh, when it's complete. Um, let's see here. So next up on the list, we got triathlon tips with Coach John. Super chat. Just passed 500 subs and over scubs <laughs> and over 40,000 views. High five, fist bump to you. Says, um, bought Mike and Cam for live. What's your best idea to promote a live stream? Schedule it in advance. Schedule in advance, add a trailer to it. So um, YouTube has the trailers right now um, that they um, give you the option to connect to your live stream. So basically what happens is you want to make sure that first, um, when you are scheduling your live stream, that you schedule it around, you know, just, just like you do with your video content, that you make it, it's not just like, you know, triathlon Q&A, like make it about something um, first. 
And then, of course, if you want to put that Q&A thing at the end, you know, you can do that. Um, but make it about something and think of it just like you would a, a piece of video content in terms of what it is that you're going to be talking about, what it is that you're going to be going over, um, but also have that Q&A on there to where you can also do the Q&A part. But even if, um, let's say you're like, hey, I just want to do a hangout. I just want to do like a Q&A. Then in that case, um, you still want to title the video around something based on triathlons. You want to use a thumbnail that's something based around imagery that, you know, that your audience will respond to based on the stuff that they've responded to in the past. Um, but you want to add a trailer. Um, trailer is a new feature. And the reason that you want to do it specifically for what it is that you're doing is because it gives you an opportunity to where you can just, you know, tell them like, hey, you know, this stream's coming up. This is what we're going to be talking about. Um, you know, I've been, you know, a triathlete for, you know, X amount of time. I've been coaching people for X amount of time. So, you know, so so you get to hype it up a little bit. Um, just think of your trailer as like an ad, right? You get to hype it up a little bit for the people that are going to see it when it's scheduled. So, you know, schedule it. Um, like, let's say if you're going to if you're going to do your stream on Friday, then it's. <laughs> Brad. <laughs> ah, ah, so good. S -s Snurching for scubs. <laughs> oh man. Okay. But um, but what you want to do is um is just think uh you know to yourself like hey I want to put together just a, a good trailer um in terms of it being like an ad but if you're gonna if you're gonna stream on Friday you know go ahead and, and um you know schedule that um ahead of time on like Wednesday or maybe even Tuesday or Monday depending on when your upload schedule is um for the sake of making sure that you give it enough time to get in front of um you know enough people that might be interested in um you know triathlons. Oh, so good, good stuff there. Um, okay, so um, so what he's talking about there, by the way is um is we had on our members only live stream um over on facebook the other day um on thursday wednesday thursday um and uh for whatever i just you know i don't know if it's coffee related or just you know just a, a little skip in thought but basically um i mentioned um snurching instead of searching and uh so that's where that came from so that's that's why uh that that struck me funny <laughs> snurch snippets <laughs> exactly Oh, good times. Good times. Okay. So, um, next up on the list, we've got Mango Mangome 14. Mangome 14 says, um, it's a personality channel. The goal is to express myself and gaining a following question. I took a break and my channel is doing really well, but now the views are low and how to get my views back up, start publishing content again on a regular basis. Make sure that you're publishing content that people typically respond to in your channel. Um, so for example, if I were to take a break for like two months, I would probably have a month's worth of how to get views, how to get subscriber content. Like that would be like a, a full month because that's the stuff that typically gets the most activity at the time of publish, not long-term, but at the time of publish. So just to, you know, go ahead and get that engine kick back on. That's what I would do. Um, so what you want to do is you want to, you know, find the content on your channel that you can pretty much count on for a response and then make stuff that's topically similar, um, you know, so that you can make sure that you are, you know, making the right choices in terms of the topics that you're making the content about um, that will, you know, bring those people back. Uh, let's see here. Next up on our list. And I'm going to pull one of these from the chat right here in just a second um, as well. Um, so if you get your question ready, um, don't, don't post it yet, but when you do post it, man, did I just move this thing again? Ah, but when you do post it, um, make sure you put a cue in front so that I know that it's, um, intended for me. And then it's not a, um, just a, like a side conversation that you're having there. Um, so the channel name is raising children and the type of channel is parenting. The goal of the channel is to, um, motivate for better parenting. And the question, um, how can I increase, um, increase subs and views, how to set, um, channel tags. Perfect. Okay. So I just published a video um, about YouTube myths, and it's basically, I believe it's seven myths that are just running rampant um, on the internet about YouTube and getting views on YouTube and, you know, all the stuff, you know, around YouTube. 
go watch that video. Um, one of the things that I highlight in there is tags. So tags, um, according to YouTube, um, they are not as important. So they're saying that it's not as important. So go ahead and still use them, you know, while that box is still there. Um, but use a tool like TubeBuddy so that you can go in and you can, you know, just just select the tags because TubeBuddy's going to check, you know, relevance in terms of, you know, this is what your title is. This is stuff you have in your description, what tags better, you know, best represent it. And then they're going to give you some suggestions, pick the ones that are the most relevant to your content and move on, right? You don't have to spend tons and tons of times, um, you know, on tags. Well, the way that we used to do it is we would, we would spend, you know, research time on every tag that we were using in our videos um, because, you know, we wanted to make sure that everything was, you know, um, that, that, the reach was as high as, you know, we could possibly get it. But nowadays, um, you know, especially with tools like TubeBuddy, like you don't even have to, you don't even have to worry about it um, in terms of that sort of thing. So don't worry about that. In terms of, you know, increasing subs and views, that's going to come down to your content. So what I mean by that is, you know, you got you to gotta make content um, that people respond to in a positive way. And the better you get at that, the more you're going to get views, the more subscribers that you're going to have, because, you know, you're going to, you're going to be able to get your, um, you know, content to resonate with people. Right. So, um, you know, one of the things that I recommend, you know, if you're a new content creator, which I believe most of you are probably, you know, just getting started. So if you're a new content creator, then, you know, one of the things that you want to make sure that you are thinking about is like, man, I got to learn how to edit videos. I got to learn how to make thumbnails. I got to learn how to work with imagery. Right. So for example, in our members group, um, you know, we had somebody make a post in there and uh, they basically posted a, a, a few thumbnails based around their niche. And they're like, you know, what do you think of these? And, um, and the thing is, is in that particular situation, they were putting out thumbnails that sure, you know, it, it might've showed like the outfits that they were talking about or something like that. However, if you compare their thumbnails to the thumbnails that, you know, that are showing up when you actually look for the type of content that they make, you know, they're way over here versus, you know, being over here, so to speak, like the thumbnails that were normally there, you know, they're just like warm, they're more scenes, not, you know, they're not like cutouts and things like that, like the stuff that's that's getting clicked on the most. Um, it's, it's you know, scenes, um, you know, very few words, if any, um, you know, they're, they're, there's a big, you know, focus on the actual, you know, clothes that they're wearing, things like that, to where hers was just more about like, hey, here's this, uh, you know, like empty canvas, and I'm just going to put a couple shots of myself on here, cut out, and just put some words on here, right? So, you know, it's really important to make sure that when you are trying to get people to click on your content, it's really important to make sure that you're thinking like, okay, from my niche, you know, what are other people doing in my niche? And like, how am I, you know, visually, like, you know, how am I comparing to them in terms of, you know, helping people identify that the type of content that I'm making, if they're interested in this type of content that I'm making, you know, from my niche, how can I express that through the imagery that I'm using, through the style of the thumbnails that I'm using, you know, that kind of stuff. So um, let's see here. Jay-Z uh, helps. Hey, what's up, man? Hope you're doing great. Says, Pumped to attend your Facebook uh, Zoom meeting. Been too long. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm looking forward to it um, as well, man. Um, and, and with that, you know, another uh, thing as well is um, in another group, um, someone else, <laughs> they, they posted another thumbnail. Um, and in that particular uh, situation, you know, the, um, this, this same exact thing applied in terms of, um, you know, like the thumbnail, it was bright. Right. So it was definitely, you know, attention grabbing, but all the other things uh, were relatively, you know, just not nailing it in terms of who it was that they're trying to reach. Um, my suggestion to that person was that, uh, you know, and, and all of you can use this. This is a great tip for everybody here. And just just by show of hands um, or, you know, you can just say me um, who here when it comes to visually representing the type of content that you make through your thumbnails, 
who here has trouble with that? Just say me. But basically, when you are putting your your thumbnails together, if you're somebody that's like, man, I don't even know how to represent what it is I'm talking about, you know, visually, um, then in that case, if you go to um, Google Images, and I'm do not take images from Google Images because you know you're going to run into problems there. But when you go to uh, Google Images, go to Google Images and start typing in the type of content that you make, and then see how other people are representing that idea. So you know, for example, let's say that. You know, it's a uh, that you, that you're trying to do something that's a little bit abstract, like um, like since Jay Z helps, uh, you know, is in here. He's a Florida injury law firm. Let's just say that it was personal and a personal injury topic. <laughs> then in that case, um, you know, what you'd want to do is you'd want to go and you'd want to put like personal injury, and then you'd want to see, you know, how you know visually people are representing that. So you can use Google Images for that. You can also use um, if you go to um, uh, Adobe Stock. You can also do it there, any stock website. Um, and the way that that's effective on those sites is you have the way that people typically, you know, demonstrate it when it comes to blogs and, you know, things like that that are web-based. And you'll see some YouTube thumbnails in there too. But in addition to that, when you go into like the stock websites, then you have some really creative people that have come up with some really cool and unique ways to represent, you know, those same ideas. So, you know, because of that, you want to use those types of things for inspiration so that you can start to say like, okay, how are people, you know, kind of, illustrating this 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 idea of this video that i'm putting together um and you want to lean really hard um really hard into that so um let's see here as we keep on going through the list i'm going to pull this one actually go ahead and drop your question um here so i'm going to pull one out of the chat and then we're going to go back into the form um and then i'll do a couple out of the form then we'll come back into the chat we'll do kind of like a hybrid um for right now so really quick um, while those questions are coming in, we have Simply Small Engine Repair. Super Thank you for the super chat. Says, um, when you move to a different country, do you still make the money from the country that you started your YouTube on? Yes. So basically, you make your 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 money gets paid out to what wherever your your bank is. So um, so for example, if you have like I'm in Asia, I'm in Asia, but my you know bank is um is well one of my banks is in the U.S. So because of that, you know YouTube's able to pay out directly to my U.S. account there. So uh, so you know it's it's basically where it is that you are. Um, where it is that you are, you know, where your banking is like, that's where you need to, uh, to do it because that's where you're going to get your, your checks at or your deposits, I should say, not checks. Um, let's see here as we keep on going. Yeah. You know, any of these, any of these places, like, you know, the, the idea is to, um, you know, whichever, whichever place it is, like, I recommend that you actually just do a lot of research. Like I would use Google images. I would use Pixbay. I would use Adobe stock. I would use any of those stock sites and you don't have to buy anything, but the idea is to actually just use those as inspiration. Like, Hey, this is how people are visually representing this idea. And then from there, then you can say, okay, do I need to source a stock image um, that I can use in my stuff? Or can I take a photo? Or do I have, you know, imagery like that available already? Um, or is there a way that I can, you know, illustrate it or, you know, anything like that? Um, let's see here. As we keep on going, how do I put text on my thumbnails? I'm using PowerDirector 365. Um, so there's actually thumbnail apps. So, um, so if you are, you know, trying to figure out how to do thumbnails, um, there's actually a thumbnail app. So, um, you can just do it easy inside of like Snapseed. Um, for example, if you're using PowerDirector, um, on your phone, then, uh, then you can do it all inside of like, uh, um, uh, Snapseed or Canva and, um, you know, like placeit.net, they have thumbnails in there too. Um, and they're responsive. It's just, it's a little bit more difficult on a phone though. So you might want to use an app, um, in that situation if you are doing everything on your phone. Uh, let's see here. So next up on our list, 
Jay-Z Helps, yeah. yeah my, uh, my pleasure on, uh, on that one. Yeah, I figured you'd get a kick out of that uh, as I was uh, kind of going through that there. Um, let's see here. If someone removes your videos um, from their watch history, does it have a negative effect on the view count? No. No, because that, that's all they're doing is hiding their history in that case. Um, it, it doesn't have any um, impact on you. Uh, let's see here. I wouldn't have thought of that. Okay. Hey, Nick, I'm struggling to pick a name for my channel. What is the best advice you can give me, please? I don't want to waste my time. Just need to start my journey on YouTube. Okay. First is um, you want to make sure that the name is available. So I have a friend of mine. Um, he's starting a YouTube channel right now. He's never done any of this stuff um, before. Um, and he actually worked for a pharmaceutical company. Now he's, you know, taking on YouTube and he's never, you know, made thumbnails, never done any of that type of stuff. So I'm actually taking him through, you know, all of this stuff as well. But like when it comes to the name, which is also something that he's doing, um, you know, the I'll give you the same tips that I gave him that I've also made videos about on the channel because I have a few videos about this too. Um, for everybody here, just as a heads up, like if you're like, hey, you know, I'm trying to, you know, understand this thing. If you just type that thing, um, like, you know, naming a YouTube channel and then my name afterwards, then you're going to see, uh, then you're going to see, you know, the videos that I've made on that topic. If you do that in YouTube search. Um, but when it comes to your name, here's what you want to think about. One, most importantly, is it available everywhere? Um, and the reason that you want to think about that is because right now, when you're first getting started, you might be thinking that you're just going to do the YouTube channel. However, everything changes over time and their your interests change over time and you know the things that you're able to do um, changes over time so because of that make sure that the name that you do choose after you follow some of the other tips i'm going to give you you make sure that the name that you do choose is available um, on all of the social media platforms also make sure that it is also available as the com or some type of web address and the reason that you want to do that is because you are creating an internet brand like if you're going to come on here and you're going to do it seriously you're you're creating an internet brand if you're coming on like if you're just like hey i just want to upload some videos not going to take it too serious then in that case it's not as important but if you're like hey i want to do this seriously um pick a pick a, a good name that's easy to remember make sure that it's available everywhere do not use any numbers um in it say the name out loud when you're like yeah i think this is a good name say it out loud and think to yourself is there any other way that this can be taken um is there anything that i'm going to have to explain so for example if, it, if your channel name was um you know um fit for fun then in that case, um, if you use the number four, then every single time that you tell somebody what your channel name is, you're going to have to add, um, yeah, you, you know, it's a, it's four, fit for fun, not F-O-R fun and not F-O-U-R fun, right? So, you know, you want to make sure that you're avoiding those types of things. Try to make it as short as you possibly can um, because, you know, the shorter it is, then the easier it's also going to be for people to remember. Um, make sure that when you do say it out loud, Professor Ness, what's up, man? Hope you're doing great. Um, when you are... Um, when you are uh, picking your name, you want to make sure, like I said before, that it's shorter, make sure it's easy to remember, make sure that you say it out loud. So there's, there's not things that you're going to have to, you know, explain all the time. And this is important when you're you know, first getting started, not that big of a deal. When people are watching your videos, not that big of a deal because they can actually see what your name is on your channel. The problem comes is when like, let's say that, you know, you start getting invited on the podcast and you start doing a lot of collaborations, things like that. Um, then in that case, that's where you're going to have to start, you know, all the explanations. So you want to make sure that you avoid those types of things. Um, in addition to that, it's also advantageous. Like if you pull up YouTube on a desktop computer, um, you see that um, over on the left-hand side, you're going to see your subscription feed there. Um, you're also going to notice that it's alphabetical. So since it's alphabetical, another thing that you can use or leverage to just, you know, add a little bit of, uh, you know, a benefit to yourself is, um, is, you know, starting it with the letter A, <laughs> because then you're actually, you know, you're, you're relatively high on that list when you publish a new video. Um, so, you know, thinking of, you know, thinking of things from that perspective as well, um, can also be advantageous. 
So keep those things in mind. Um, but in addition to that, a uh, few tools um, that I want to tell you. So one, um, is, and, and both of these are free to use. Um, one is called um, um, Instant Domain Search. With instant domain search, as you're typing the name out, um, it's going to give you, you know, recommendations on you know, like, hey, here, these are the names available. It's also going to give you some additional options in terms of other, you know, ways that people might say that same thing. And then you're going to see an option to buy other domains as well. So don't even worry about that right now. Um, but another tool is called Namecheck, N-A-M-E-C-H-K.com. Um, on Namecheck, uh, that allows you to essentially scour all the social media websites with one try. So you put in the name that you uh, that you're like, hey, the domain name's available. Um, if I type in YouTube.com/slash the name, um, that's available. So if I want to do a blanket check of the other social media sites, then I'm going to put the name in there, and then it's going to kick back all of the you know places where it's available and where it's not. So you can make sure that the places that are important to you and that you think that you're going to possibly maybe one day upload to in the future, then in that case, you want to make sure that you secure those names now. Um, so that, you know, as your channel gets going, other people don't go in there and start poaching on your name and stuff like that. So long answer to that question. Um, but you know, naming how you name your channel is important. So, um, so I'm glad that you uh, asked that question. Um, but again, for those resources, you know, I, I think I mentioned those in pretty much every video I've made about, um, about naming your YouTube channel, just because they make the whole process easy. Okay, so this one is going to um, come out of the form, but really fast before I do this, Simply Small Engine Repair says, do you think funny, and, uh, funny, <laughs> do I think money and fame messes with people? I see more and more famous people messing up. Any tips on how to handle the mental health? That's a, this is a great question. So, um, so let me scroll down here and I want to pin this one. So uh, because this, this is, you know, it's, it's mental health related. So this is like a really serious question. So when it comes to, um, money and fame messing with people. It absolutely does. Um, and some people can handle it better than other people. Um, and the, the thing that can happen is, you know, like as you start getting more and more known, you have more and more attention on you. And that's where you see people messing up. Um, as human beings, we all mess up all the time. <laughs> it's just luckily in a lot of cases, you know, the masses don't know about it. Right. So because of that, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, seeing people that have followings or, you know, if they're on TV or something like that, when you see people that are, you know, getting canceled and, you know, those sorts of things, the problem happens because there's just tons of people watching that person. And when there's tons of people watching that person, it's a lot easier for somebody out of all of those people that are watching to take something out of context for somebody to go back into their Twitter history or, you know, whatever the thing is. Um, you know, it's just a lot easier when you have a lot of people for some of those types of people to be in there that will cause those types of problems for somebody. Um, in addition to that, when people do start, you know, getting money um, and, you know, they start getting, you know, attention, um, that can also mess people up as well in terms of, um, you know, like somebody that, you know, was typically, uh, you know, struggling before, if they all of a sudden have this, you know, influx of, of money happening, then that can start distorting their mindset. If they attach their personality to it, it can start distorting their mindset in terms of how important they are and how much their opinion matters and those types of things. And when that starts happening, um, then, you know, then, then it can start to make them, you know, a little bit weird, um, you know, just to be frank about it. Um, so, you know, that those types of things can happen. Um, in addition to that, you know, people can start getting paranoid, you know, that kind of stuff, because, you know, if you didn't have it and then you have it, um, then, you know, then you have the paranoia of like, okay, didn't have it, have it. Now, what if it goes away? What if I lose it type of thing, right? So that paranoia can creep in from time to time where it can just be like a monkey on your shoulder. Um, in addition to that, 
um, in terms of the fame side of that messing with people, that whole like I'm important thing, um, you know, that can definitely happen to people as well. Um, but in addition to that, um, there's also positive sides. So, you know, on the positive side of things, because, you know, I don't want to just focus on the negative because there's positives as well. So, um, so on the positive side, um, without question, you know, all of this stuff, you know, it impacts you, um, mentally because, you know, one, you know, you're putting stuff out there and, you know, people are responding to it in a certain way when they're responding to it in that certain way. If you attach your like self-worth to it, then in that case, like, let's say you publish some stuff, you start getting some negative feedback, then it can take you down this, you know, spiral mentally of like, you know, oh, that was probably the wrong video to make. I shouldn't believe it. I can't believe this person said that to where, you know, you end up getting kind of caught up in that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, Mental health wise, you know, you have to really make sure that you're that you're taking care of yourself and that you're being mindful um, about the process that you're going through. So, like, let's say simply small engine repair. Let's say that you wake up tomorrow, and or anybody here that that that's that's hanging out in the chat right now. Um, let's say that you wake up tomorrow, and when you wake up tomorrow, I mean, hopefully, you know, we're all going to wake up tomorrow. But let's say that you wake up tomorrow, and when you wake up tomorrow, you know, you notice that like one of your videos got shared by some like major media outlet, and let's say that that major media outlet, like all of a sudden, you know, because of all the people that came there, they're a great fit for your type of content and YouTube identifies that. And then YouTube starts, you know, showing your videos all over the place. And you just have this influx of, of people that coming in or that start coming in. The first thing is going to be like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Right. But then you have, you have to start thinking about like, okay, um, I got to make sure that, you know, that I'm, you know, just being like brand safe, things like that. If that's something that I want to do in the future, you have to start considering things like that. Like, Hey, if I'm interacting with these people online and, you know, something, you know, like they're doing things that would negatively reflect on my brand, then I have to make sure that I'm being mindful of that as well. And, you know, just kind of, you know, like, sure, yeah, I'm still going to interact, but maybe, you know, I'm not going to be as, um, uh, you know, like, uh, I, I won't say supportive because that's not the word that I'm looking for, but maybe I'm not going to be as interactive as I might have, you know, previously been because, you know, I need to make sure that, you know, all my stuff, you know, um, um, is being perceived in a certain way, right? So you got to think about stuff like that too. But on the positive side, money helps take care of everything. Um, fame um, in terms of any any, like any, any time where you're getting attention, um, it opens tons of doors. Um, so the opportunity, your, your ability to outreach, um, people in terms of, you know, just being able to reach out to somebody and them just opening that door, just because they know who you are, like those types of advantages are huge. Um, so, you know, in, in terms of your question, all of this stuff impacts your mental health. Um, there's positives and negatives to it, of course. Um, you know, some people, you know, like YouTube content creators, for example, people that have, you know, they didn't have a following before and then they, you know, blew up or whatever. Like, um, you know, people have people go to their house. You know, people have people follow them around. People have people, you know, do all these crazy things. So, you know, there's definitely positive and negative positives and negatives to it. But as long as you can, you know, navigate that, you know, type of thing, um, then, then you're going to be perfectly fine. Um, let's see here. So, um, let's see as we keep on going down the list. Professor is nothing guaranteed. Every second is a gift. Time is the ultimate commodity. Use it wisely. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, let's see here. Um, raising children. Yeah, we got that one already. So this next one here is from, let me make sure that I'm caught up to date here. Okay, so really quick, um, Super Duper OG Super Chat says, I wish that said Super Duper. I like, I wish I had that for you, but I don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but I wish when I hit that button, it said Super Duper OG. That would have been great because it would have started, you know, everybody expects it to say Super Chat, but it would have like been branded to you. But um, says, I got 50 videos deleted, over 6 million views total. Um, based on new guidelines, after six months, I can't hit the algorithm anymore. Any advice? Okay. 
So in terms of like hitting the algorithm, um, that's going to come down to the actual, you know, performance of the video itself. So when the videos got deleted, you lose your public watch time, you lose the public view counts for those. Um, however, YouTube still maintains the data on the people that are the most likely to enjoy your content. Um, so since they still have, you know, that data, um, then even when you delete those videos, you know, YouTube still should be showing your content to, you know, the people that, that the system thinks is a good fit for your content at that point in time. Um, so here's some things just to think about. So one thing that I would definitely do is when you are, cause I'm not sure where your guidelines are coming from. Um, cause you said based on new guidelines. Um, but basically like when you are putting your content out, what you want to think about, um, and I mentioned this earlier, so you might not have been here in the stream for it, but what you want to think about is you want to go into your YouTube analytics. YouTube's going to show you all the videos that are driving all your viewership right now, and you want to look just topically, and you want to say, okay, topically, what is it that, you know, that has been bringing the most attention to my channel, and is there anything that I can do that would be, you know, a logical next video for those people that are coming into the channel at mass from that content? Um, because, you know, if you have that content that's proven to perform, and it's proven to bring in those people based on the things that they're interested in, and it's all recent, like, let's say, that you bring it down to the last like 28 or 90 days well when you publish something that's topically similar then the likelihood of those people being recommended that content is going to be much higher on youtube so because of that you want to make sure that you're doing that you want to make sure that you're interlinking your content as well in terms of if somebody watches one videos make sure that one video make sure that you're linking to playlists right now while you're trying to get everything moving again link to playlists as much as you possibly can in your end screens link to playlists in your description link to playlist in your um in your pinned comment as well make sure that you give your channel a look over from the outside outside um, because if you deleted you know a bunch of content 50 videos then you might have holes in you know some of the stuff that you're doing so because of that you know make sure that you're also you know keeping in mind in terms of when somebody lands on my channel page you know am i still making it easy for them to find the content that they're um that you know that's most important to them um as fast as humanly possible so that i can make sure that i'm you know um just you know helping people flow through my channel um you want to make sure that you're you know keeping those types of things in mind um, but at the end of the day, you know, you'll be fine. You just have to make sure that, you know, that, you, that you're that you're paying really close attention right now in terms of, you know, the topics that you're choosing to make videos about and how you're actually putting everything together. Um, let's see here. So next up we have um, Freema says, don't know if you're doing channel reviews today. If not, been a lurker for one year and appreciate uh, what you do for people. Cheers. Thank you for the kind words. So we only do the, um, we only do the channel. Uh, we only look at channels now in the uh, membership. Um, so we have a Facebook group and we have, we have like a, a zoom call every Thursday. Sometimes we'll move it around like Friday or Wednesday, whatever. But, um, but every week we have a zoom call. And, um, during that call, we, you know, we look at channels. Um, so in that group, I basically got a, a list. It's a one post in that post. It's a list of channels. And basically anytime we go in there, I start at the last channel and then I go through, you know, wherever, however far we get. And then, uh, and then we move on, but typically it'll be between like, you know, two and five channels that I'll look at, uh, per stream, um, over there in the membership group. Um, and there's the link to that. I'm just going to hit that button really quick, see if it goes. Um, but yeah, for that, if you want to, you know, be a channel member, that same five bucks, um, will get you, you know, channel membership, um, as well. So, uh, oh, it didn't post. Interesting. Gonna hit it one more time. Let me hit this like one. See if that one, see if that one works. Okay. So, um, while all that's happening, um, let's see here. Let me, um, go into the next question. It is PR. Nope. We did that one already. So, um, Naked History says it's history, uh, literature and the goal of the channels to build a community, um, who I can share my work with. 
And the question, um, I'm not sure if my channel name um, is a help or hindrance. I get thousands of impressions on search from people searching for anything related to naked, um, but about 5% CTR. But I think the name also drives a lot of my channel views through which I get about 10 to 13% click through rate on videos. Should I stick with the name? So um, you might want to look at your channel in restricted mode. Um, so there's a really good chance that, um, that your channel might be getting restricted just by having that there. And basically what you want to do if you're on your phone right now, um, I, well, you can do you can look on a desktop too. But what you want to do is you want to go into YouTube and then in your settings, um, which you can just click on by hitting your uh, profile picture. Um, if you go down into your settings, then you are going to see here. Uh, let's see, where is this general and then restricted mode. So what you're going to see is once you click into general is right here, you're going to see restricted mode. So turn on restricted mode and when you turn on restricted mode, go visit your channel. Um, if you have multiple accounts, switch to a different account before you do it. Um, but you can do this on your, on your computer as well on like a logged out account, but basically, um, you want to just look at it on restricted mode and make sure that, um, that name isn't causing you to be uh, literally restricted in terms of the audiences that you're able to reach. Uh, let's see here. Freema. Welcome to the Niminati. Welcome to the Niminati. So um, uh, next time you get the chance, um, you can just do it now if you would like. Um, go to NimmonVIP.com. That is our members only. That will redirect you to our members only Facebook group. Fill out all the information on the way in and I'll add you there um, as soon as the stream is over today. Um, and then once you're in there, um, there's um, announcements right um, inside of Facebook in the groups. So it's announcement number seven that you want to go to. Um, but basically at the very top of it, it says like, you know, members only live stream. Um, and then you're going to see a bunch of channels um, underneath that. Um, so what you want to do is just scroll down to the bottom, put your link to your channel. And if there's something specific, if you're like, you know, hey, my thumbnails, my titles, you know, something like that. If there's something very specific that you're looking for, then um, then put that because then that helps me, you know, make sure that I'm targeting that thing that's the most important to you or that you're trying to uncover. So um, so uh, so that's kind of how that process works. Um, let's see here. So as we keep on going through the list here. We've got um, Kaludo. Kaludo says that they make Fortnite highlight videos. The goal of the channel says I want to make a YouTube a full career. Question, um, I've had my channel for over six years and I haven't passed 100 subscribers. Any tips? Yeah. So I recommend that you go through the YouTube Creator Academy. Um, it's free, provided by YouTube. Um, I also recommend that you really start paying attention to what it is that you're doing on your channel in terms of. Like if you're, if you are, if you've been on YouTube for six years and you've been making content consistently for six years and you have a hundred subscribers on your channel, um, then the content that you're putting out, um, at, uh, as of this moment in time, it's just not effective content. Um, so, or competitive, it's not competitive for the platform. So when it comes to YouTube, and this is really important for everybody to know, um, and this applies to me, it applies to you. It applies to, you know, the biggest channels on YouTube and the smallest channels on YouTube. When you are publishing content, there's the stuff that, you know, you can, you know, just kind of put something together and just throw it up onto YouTube. And in some cases that will work and people will, you know, like it and you'll end up getting a lot of views and things like that. Um, but in a lot of cases, it also doesn't work. So if what it is that you're doing, if you, you know, if you're, if you're just like, hey, I'm going to do it this way um, because this is the way that I think that it should be done. And you consistently do that for a period of time and it's just not working. I really encourage you to experiment. So like currently, if you're doing Fortnite highlight videos, maybe you need to think of another thing to make videos about. Um, you know, instead of doing highlight videos, maybe you could do, you know, like how-to content for uh, Fortnite, or maybe you can do something else. Because when you are doing the same exact thing over and over again for like years on end, but it's still not working, then the problem is what it is that you're making, 
right? So because of that, it's really important to make sure that just like Damon Warren says here, it's really important to make sure that you're intentional with your content, that you're intentional with how you're putting that content together. Um, and by content, you know, like how you're putting that content together, the actual topics that you're talking about, very intentional with the thumbnails, that it's very clear. This video is about one thing. This next video is about another thing. If everything is like Fortnite highlights, Fortnite highlights, Fortnite highlights, and you're just repeating that, then, you know, you can't expect that to do well um, just because you're repeating it, right? So uh, um, there's a saying that you've probably heard about, you know, if you do the same thing over and over again, um, you know, and you expect it to change, then that's like the definition of insanity. Um, that's kind of, you know, this situation right here to where you got to look at it and you got to say, hey, if I'm trying to do this full time and you've been doing this for six years, and you, and you can't get past 100 subscribers, if it was me, I would literally, I would just be like, okay, you know what? I need a fresh start. I would start a brand new channel and I would start really digging into like, okay, I got to learn how to really do this stuff um, at better than I'm currently doing it. And I would start going through the process of learning how to edit videos. I'd watch tons of content on editing videos, specifically editing gaming type videos, if that's what you're doing. I would watch tons of videos on design, on how to make thumbnails, on titles, titling, um, how to write headlines, that type of stuff. Um, I would just watch tons of that type of content. And with every video that you watch, take a note on that video and start applying those things with every piece of content that you upload. And eventually, as long as you're willing to modify what it is that you're doing, you're able to, um, willing to change through the process and keep educating yourself and applying what it is that you learn, then through that process, you'll have a video pop a little bit more than the others, right? And then you're like, okay, here, what did I do? That video did better. Why did that do video do better? learn how to read your YouTube analytics so you can go and start uncovering, you know, hey, this is, you know, this is why this video did better. What do I think caused those numbers to happen? Why do I think people clicked on this one more? Why do I think they watch this one more, right? Those are the types of questions that you want to ask yourself. Science-based fitness. Super chat. Says, Nick, I'm struggling with the um, what phasing to put on my thumbnail. I'm doing a very common video topic about the bicep science breakdown. Do you have phrasing recommendations, two separate videos? Try just using images if you can. If you're talking about biceps, right? Then, then, then actually it would be this, I don't have big biceps, but basically, you know, get a, get a good image, you know, either of yourself or, you know, like a stock image or something of a bicep, instead of, you know, talking about the phrasing of, you know, the text to put on your thumbnail, try experiment with doing a bicep, circle the bicep, or just put an arrow going to the bicep and that's it for your thumbnail instead of, you know, feeling that you have to put, you know, text on your stuff all the time. Because um, that was another thing that I talked about in my myth video that I published last week is, you know, people often think that they have to put text in the thumbnails, but you don't. Like what, what you need to make sure that you do in your case is that you are able to visually connect with the people that are interested in fitness content. So because of that, you know, in your case, just that bicep might do the trick. Um, so just get a really, you know, ripped bicep, I guess, if it's about, you know, building the bicep, then in that case, you know, just do it from the perspective to where the people that you're trying to reach would think, I want my bicep to look like that. So find that kind of image and then, you know, put a, put a highlight or something that pulls attention to, uh, to the bicep and see, uh, see if that ends up working out better for you than trying to force text onto it. Um, but when it comes to, you know, actual phrasing recommendations, if you are going to, you know, put the text on there, then in that case, um, you know, you could just put, you know, biceps, you know, bicep or bicep, you know, workout or, you know, something like that. Um, so it'd be like bicep workout, two words, um, and then same exact thing, you know, a good image of a, a, you know, of a nice bicep that somebody would, you know, want to uh, develop on their, on their, on their swole arms, <laughs> on their swole bodies. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, our uh, Arjuna J says, did the channel you watch in your account affect um, how your own content is shared? Um, if I make hotel reviews, but I watch um, myself with some gaming videos, no. 
Yeah. So according to YouTube, when you, um, when you, you know, like what you watch doesn't matter, um, uh, in terms of, you know, how they're going to promote your videos or anything like that. So no, you're good. John Benson sale copy secrets. Welcome to the Nimanati. Next time you get a chance go to, um, go to Facebook or I'm sorry, ugh, go to, uh, Nimmin VIP, my last name, VIP.com. That's going to redirect to the Facebook group. Make sure you fill out everything on the way in, um, because that's how I verify that you are a member, um, so that I'll be adding it, um, after the stream. All right. So, um, let's see here as we keep on trucking through this today. So really quick, um, I'm going to pull this next question here out of the chat. So if you have a question, go ahead and put a Q in front of it so that I know that it's for me and not a side conversation. I'm going to answer a few out of the chat here um, as well. Okay. Yeah. So, so really quick on yours, if you, if you still happen to be here. Yeah. So check that out. Um, but just, you know, just keep in mind that, you know, that, that word does come with, you know, some, you know, some things attached to it. So, you know, because of that, you might just want to do like in or, you know, something like that as well. If you do find that you are uh, restricted. Uh, let's see here. Looking for those cues. Okay. My watch time um, is growing much faster than my subscribers. How do I boost subscription rate while maintaining watch time? So um, one thing that you can do that can be helpful um, is just somewhere in your video, have a little graphic that pops up reminding people to subscribe. Um, in addition to that, um, you know, somewhere in the video content, you don't have to interrupt your video. You don't have to stop the flow of what it is that you're doing, um, but ask people to subscribe. So, you know, a lot of people will, you know, just kind of put the brakes on the video and then have a moment, you know, where it's like, oh, you know, by the way, blah, blah, blah. So, um, so what you want to do is while your video is progressing, um, then, you know, just mention, like, let's say that, you know, you were doing like a phone review, right? Or let's say you're showing people how to use an app, then, you know, they'd be watching to do the app, whatever. And then, you know, you would, while you're waiting for something to load or something like that, you could be like, oh, hey, by the way, you know, I put these videos out every Monday. Um, so, um, so, you know, remember to subscribe to the channel if you want to see more app videos and then, you know, just keep on trucking, but make sure you're in the content first, um, before you, before you do that. But asking, um, usually increases that number, but how you ask is also important, but right now, um, if, if you are just getting started, cause I don't know, you know, how far along you are, but if you're just getting started, like right now, I really recommend that you just focus all of your efforts, 100% of your efforts on like, how do I keep people watching my videos longer? How do I get people to click on my videos more? Because those two things are going to move your channel way more than, uh, than, you know, a few extra people subscribing for per video, right? So focus more of your efforts on learning how to get the people that are, that you're trying to reach to click and learning how to make content that they respond to at the highest possible level that you can do with the skill set that you have. Um, and uh, when you're doing that, just in case you don't know, um, there's something inside of your uh, YouTube analytics called your audience retention reports. Your audience retention reports actually show you second by second how people respond to the content that you're doing. Um, let's see here. So next up on our list any tips for how I should make my channel's avatar? Um, I don't know how to draw. Right now, I'm using the character of the game that I play as my channel's profile picture. That's fine. Um, you can definitely, you know, you can definitely use that sort of thing um, just to help people, you know, identify it. But, um, but at the end of the day, just think like, uh, you know, the, your channel profile is just the thing that kind of represents you as you're interacting on YouTube. Um, however, it's not going to make a difference in terms of, um, you know, like people aren't going to all of a sudden start subscribing to your channel more. You're not going to all of a sudden get more views or anything like that. Um, so because of that, what you're currently doing is fine. But one thing that I do recommend though, is, you know, if you do, you know, if you do want to take like a branded approach, then in that case, you know, just try to make it, you know, complimentary to your channel art in some way. So that when you are, you know, putting your, uh, like when, you know, 
when somebody lands on your page, you know, you just have that nice, you know, representation of what it is that you're doing. Um, but for now, you know, like if you're just playing that game and that um, avatar that you're currently using, that anime character represents what it is that you're doing, then then you're totally fine. Um, let's see here. So ambient, uh, Dave, is that what that says? Yeah. Ambient Dave. What's up, Dave Super says, um, Hey Nick, I'm struggling to be consistent on uploading videos. Given I work shifts and trying to balance home life, any advice, please. Yeah. So when it comes to YouTube, um, it's definitely like, uh, like if you're having a hard time now, like wait, <laughs> like, uh, like if you're just getting started, um, and you're having a hard time, like now, um, then just wait until, you know, like a little bit down the road, like it gets increasingly more difficult. Um, just because, you know, the more activity they have going on in your channel, the more you want to interact with your community. And then, you know, you're putting more time into it. Plus you start having, you know, sponsors reach out and then you start working with sponsors and you have to hop on calls with them. Um, you know, things like that. So like, you know, the, the workload can keep increasing, but what you want to think about is, you know, with, with everybody here, um, everybody that's hanging out in the chat right now, you know, we all have 24 hours in our day. And what is typically extremely effective for making sure that you get content done is scheduling it in. So like right now, like, let's say, for example, if you have like your gym time that you schedule in, or you have like your, you know, your shows, like, let's say that you have, you know, Hey, you know, like every night, um, you know, I sit down and for 30 minutes, I watch, you know, Rick and Morty or an hour, I watch Rick and Morty, whatever. Then in that case, you might want to say, okay, well, um, for, um, for the week, my rule is that until I get a video finished, like I'm not catching up on Rick and Morty. So if that means I get a little bit behind, that's fine. Um, but if you do have, you know, little things like that, that you can, you know, just kind of adjust based around, uh, you know, like, Hey, I got to get a video done first and then I'll reward myself with that. Um, that can be advantageous. In addition to that, just scheduling it in. So like, for example, um, you know, um, that you go to work every day. And you know that you have to be at the job by this time. And because of that, you know, you have to wake up at a certain time. You have to get ready within a certain period of time. You have to hit, you know, be in the car and be in traffic by a certain amount of time so that you can make sure that you get there. Um, because if you don't get there, there's going to be penalties. If you do get there, then, you know, maybe, you know, you'll get raises in the future and all that good stuff. YouTube's the same. So what you want to do is you want to think to yourself like, okay, out of my entire week, where do I have places where I can schedule this in to where I can schedule dedicated time, either a little bit every day or one day to where I can, you know, schedule more time so that you can make sure that um, that you are prioritizing making the content because the problem comes when you don't make it a priority, then, you know, it always gets pushed to the side. Right. So it's like, you know, hey, I'm going to do this or, hey, I, I want to make a video today. Um, but first let me get these other things done and then I'll make a video. And the next thing, you know, you're tired, you know, you just don't have the energy to do it. So because of that, um, you know, just make sure that you're prioritizing it through scheduling, um, the, um, the time to make the content, other things that you can do as well. We all have downtime within everything it is that we're doing. We have traffic lights that we're waiting at. We have, you know, bathroom time. We have time while we're eating. We have time at lunch. We have time, you know, between, you know, different stuff that we do. Um, so another thing that you can do is you can use some of that time to come up with video ideas, to research video ideas, just, you know, on your phone. Um, and then, of course, you can take notes on your phone like, yeah, you know, I'm going to make this video. I'm going to make this video. Um, and then, you know, you can also use some of that time as well to kind of script out some of the things that you're doing or write down the bullet points of the things that you're going to be talking about or showing um, or, you know, just different shot ideas or, you know, whatever it is for the type of content that you make. Um, in addition to that, um, you also want to um, make sure that you're thinking about, oh, wait, question better to do a bunch of videos within the schedule. Yeah. So, um, so you followed the question or this question with um, better to do a bunch of videos with, within a schedule. Absolutely. So that was 
what I was building up to in terms of, you know, you have the downtime that you're doing all of this other stuff in terms of research and all that, so that you end up getting to a certain point in the week if you have a bigger block of time to where you can sit down and actually start, you know, cranking through just like a few different videos and get all the footage that you need over like a few hour period of time for the next like two videos instead of just one. If you are thinking ahead in your public and you're in your recording more than one video at a time, then of course that will end up stacking up over time as well. So then you start creating a reserve, which then is great for your, uh, which is then great for your mindset. Um, let's see here. So next up we have next on this list, next on this list, we have, um, and I'm going to pull this one from the form really quick, and then we're going to end up, uh, going back over. So, um, this one's from Kaludo. Kaludo says, oh no, we did that one already. We did Kaludo. So, um, this one. If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. RP Primetime. Didn't we do this one already? Yeah, we did that one. We already did um, our Primetime. So let me do uh, move to another one. Okay, so Curtis Ward, 64, says they do gaming content. Gold the channel's 200 subscribers. The question, um, is there a way to appeal to be a mod? So um, the moderators are people that I know and trust. Um, so they are people that have been in the community for a long time. Um, a lot of them are people that I've met in person, um, people that, you know, that if I haven't met them in person, um, you know, we've developed, um, you know, relationships and trust through the relationship that we've had online, that kind of stuff. Um, so that's what's up with the, uh, with the moderators. Um, let's see here as we keep on going, we've got, uh, Jerry, um, Poprandia, Pop, Pop Andrea, sorry about that, says um, that they do food reaction and recipes and the goal of the channel is to build a community. The question, will using the title structure of big 500,000 uh, subscriber plus YouTubers get your videos about the same topic suggested with their videos? No, not always. However, if you have a similar topic video that is very high response in terms of it performs like crazy, then YouTube will probably end up testing you there. So basically one of the things that YouTube does when it's looking for content to suggest next to other content for a viewer is they look at the topical relationship between content. So it doesn't necessarily mean that if they watch a video on, you know, how to toast toast, that the next video that they're going to recommend is how to toast toast because there's a good chance that, that person might, you know, have already figured out how to toast toast after they watch that first video. So because of that, maybe, you know, how to toast pop tarts might be the next thing on that list. Um, so if you make a video about how to toast pop tarts, then just based on the fact that you're both talking about toasting, then in that case, YouTube might end up testing your video next to that toast video or if you do make that video on how to toast toast, then, you know, through that topical relationship of them being similar, um, then in that case, um, if your content is high performing, then, you know, YouTube might test it next to one of their videos um, about toasting toast as well, just to see if, you know, they end up, you know, uh, you know, showing your content over, or if people end up responding to you there. But YouTube tests your content all over the place. So if you go into your analytics and you see and you see that, um, uh, you know, that YouTube is giving you impressions, like those impressions are happening all over the, all over the platform. Um, so one thing that you'll find eventually with your YouTube channel is you'll find like, and sometimes you publish a video, you go and you look at the suggested videos that you're pulling traffic from, you'll be like, wow, I'm pulling video, I'm pulling traffic from like Casey Neistat. Well, one thing that you're, that you might not be thinking in that situation is like, why is my cooking video showing up next to a Casey Neistat video? 
it might not even necessarily be that there's a relationship between your content and the Casey Neistat video. It's more that there's a ton of your, you know, a ton of your viewership that probably also watches Casey Neistat and they just happen to catch one of your viewers on a Casey Neistat video or 10 or 20 year videos on a Casey Neistat video or a PewDiePie video or whoever. And because of that, you know, they show your content there just based around their interest. And then you're able to pull some of the, you know, some of your viewership from there, even though they're not really recommending your video next to a Casey Neistat video, they're recommending your video to the people that are already interacting with your content next to a Casey Neistat video right so um so those types of things happen as well uh let's see here as we keep on going through the list we've got roy richardson says they do tech news roy richardson tech news reviews and how to's says the goal of the channel i want to entertain and inform folks about tech that they should care about question um is it better for your channel to have your name or a moniker uh roy richardson versus tech troublemaker so um, there's there's positives and negatives of both. So when it comes to the um, positives, um, the positive of having your name is that if you want to build a personal brand, then you get to do that. Um, with that personal brand, you get to, you know, you can pivot that, you know, at any point in time that you want, and it's still you, right? Um, when it comes to a personal brand, the negative side of that is that it's on you. So let's say your channel ends up going awesome. You end up getting, you know, millions of subscribers, tons of activity, and you have like a website or, and, you know, a company attached to it and you decide to sell it. Well, somebody else uh, can't take over necessarily right, right away. They might not necessarily be able to take over Roy Richardson, whereas in Tech Troublemaker, you'd be able to just hand that right off. And even though you might be the main personality for that channel, um, you know, they can start, you know, having other people there that are not Roy. Right. So because of that, you know, being able to look at it from that perspective in terms of like long term, what am I really trying to do with this and thinking from that perspective? Another thing with the name, um, if you went with like Tech Troublemaker, for example, is if you are extremely active on YouTube, Tech Troublemaker, um, that's something that, you know, helps people identify that it's, you know, tech related and, you know, things like that to where some people might end up going over to your channel just because of the name that you're using. So, you know, there's those types of advantages as well. So just when you're putting it all together, just think long-term on what it is that you're trying to do, you know, long-term with the channel and just imagine like, Hey, if this were to work out, like I would like it to work out in like five years from now, like what's my ideal scenario for that. Um, then, you know, if I were to meet that, which one of these names would be a better fit for what it is that I'm, you know, that I would be trying to do long-term in a perfect scenario. And, uh, and, and, and that should lead you into the right decision for that. Um, let's see here. Yes. Gaming channels grow nowadays. Absolutely. So if you go to, um, YouTube trends, um, or if you just go to YouTube, um, the homepage, and then you click on explore, um, and then you click on gaming, um, up there at the top, you, you're going to see creators on the rise every day. You're going to see different creators on the rise. Those are gaming channels that are currently on the rise, which means that those channels are currently growing. And those are just the ones that, you know, that they're highlighting there. But in addition to the ones that you're seeing there, there's also a ton that you're not seeing, um, that are also growing every day. Um, let's see here as we keep on going, we've got, uh, Morgan Tara, I never know how to say that. I, I like I always say like I, I think it's like tarot, but I always want to say like tarot, but but I don't think that's right. Like how do you say tarot? Like phonetically, if you were to like spell that out, <laughs> like uh like I don't know if it's tarot or tarot or like I've I've never like I always mess that up. Like my whole life, I've always messed that up when I ran across that. So you know maybe I just need to go to Google and just type it in and see what Google says. That's probably the, the best thing to do. Okay, so um the goal of the channel is to grow a paying side hustle, doing what I love. 
the question, um, how can I improve ranking so more can see my videos with just under 100 subscribers in a month? First off, 100 subscribers in a month, you're doing awesome. Just want to let you know that. Um, second, you're on the right track, so you'll be fine. If you're able to get you know that type of activity, if it's all organic on YouTube in terms of you're publishing videos, people are coming in, they're enjoying your content, they're subscribing because of that, coming back, watching all that, then you're off to a great start. Um, in terms of videos ranking, a few things that I want you to think about. One is that when you are um, when you are looking at you know ranking your videos in YouTube search, it's extremely powerful, and you definitely should consider that um, if your content type supports it, um, because you know it's kind of like a low hanging fruit, easy way to get traffic. However, in order to pull traffic or views from YouTube your content has to perform well in search. So if you want to rank better in search, then your content has to perform better in search. So of course, you know, you want to optimize it, you know, for relevancy because that's the default sorting on YouTube when people are searching for stuff. Um, but in addition to that, you want to make sure that, you know, that's, that's excellent content because if it's not excellent content, the other people that are making content that is more competitive than yours, they're going to end up, you know, taking those views from you because they're going to be higher up in the, um, higher up in the search results. However, um, if you are, um, you know, if you are getting that great response, then, you know, you as a 100 subscriber YouTube channel can compete with much larger YouTube channels that are showing up for similar results. So, you know, keep that in mind as well. Um, but it's all going to come down to how people respond to your videos on whatever surface it is. So, for example, if you intend your video to show up in YouTube search, but people respond to it more from a homepage, well, in that case, you know, you might get some search traffic for it, but YouTube is going to, you know, show that to more people on the homepage because that's where they're responding to it. If uh, your your goal is to get it showing up in search, but people respond to it more in suggested, then you're going to end up getting a, a majority of your traffic from suggested as well, even though you're going to get some search traffic. So, you know, um, it's where your content performs the best. So the way that you can uncover that is when you go into your um, into your stats. If you go into the stats for one video, when you are um, on your analytics page, you click on advanced mode, and then you go into your traffic sources. Once you're in traffic sources, um, then you go down um, into your traffic sources, and it's going to show you um, the. It's going to show you search. It's going to show you home pages. It's going to show you channel pages. It's going to show you browse. You know, it's going to give you this big list of you know where you're getting views from. So uh, what you want to look at is you want to look at like your click through rate, your average view duration, all that stuff there for the place that you're actually trying to get attention. So if you're trying to get that attention in search, then you want to make sure that the way that you're currently doing things, that it's that it's that it's actually doing better in search and that'll help you out. Um, let's see here. Um, could you give tips to cover music channels that have a higher audience retention and get people to stick around? Music comes down to your music. So like I listen to tons of music on YouTube. And if I start listening to something and I'm just not vibing with it, I'm gone, right? So it, it, it's going to come down to your music. Like there isn't a way there, like when it comes to music or really any type of content, there, there isn't a way to necessarily like trick people. Like if you're taking people through a process, then of course, you know, there is things that you can do in terms of, you know, opening loops and all that. Um, however, like when it comes to music specifically, like, you know, like there's not like a trick that you can do to get people to watch. Like they, they, they're going to watch because they think the music is awesome. So, you know, it's going to come down to you know, you making awesome music with what it is that you're doing. Um, you know, if, if, if the music is, if, if the people that are responding to that video, if they enjoy that music, they're going to end up watching it, you know, for a fair amount of time or listening to it for a fair amount of time. Um, if they're not, then, then they're going to end up leaving early. So, you know, so just make sure that you are paying close attention to that. Um, one thing that music channels do a lot 
is they'll have these big long intros, right? To where it's like, you know, this intro's coming along and they've got, you know, shout outs to like the producer and the director and the location they shot it at and all this stuff. Next thing you know, it's like a minute gone and they've just been, you know, like just showing all of the different people that are involved in the music before they actually get into the music. So what you want to avoid is that sort of thing. So if you do notice um, that, you know, that when your videos first start, if you have a big drop off there and, and it's part of like an intro before the song actually starts, like there's just this buildup let's say you have some type of like ambient buildup before you get into the actual song, then in that case, you want to say, okay, if that's what's going on, then on this next song that I publish, let me see if I can just get into the song quicker and see if that, you know, creates a, a better, uh, a better result with, uh, with the retention. Um, let's see here. So, uh, let's hear NASCAR all out says, can you predict when you will hit a million subscribers? I've already hit a million subscribers. So I have 800,000 that you see on the page. Um, but I've actually lost over 250,000. So I've actually hit a million subscribers already, but in terms of the ones that will end up showing up on my page, um, I would say, um, let's see here, I'm at 800 now. So probably within the next year, year and a half, um, give or take is my, um, is my prediction for that. So um, let's see here. So as a as we keep on going, hey, really quick, man, because I, I just saw this here. It says um, um, Nick left a comment on one of my videos. Felt like a teenage girl at <laughs> a boy band gig. So hey, man, your your content is awesome. So as somebody that that watches that type of stuff, I'll actually be I'll actually be listening to like a, a nice amount of your videos. Um, yeah, you you have really really good uh, meditation videos. I wish some of them um, were longer. The ones that I picked on because I was just like, hey, I want to just listen to some of the stuff, you know, and, and just give like a really short session. Um, so I went and I picked one of the ones that was around like five minutes. Um, but uh, uh, but you know, I would love to have you know like a ten or twenty minute. Um, you know, like a handful of like 10 or 20 minute versions as well. Cause typically I try to kind of have my, my low end and we're talking about meditation here. Um, just in case, you know, um, for those of you that don't know. So, um, so like kind of the, the lowest that I typically will try to do is, is 10 minutes. Um, but I'll, my average is I'm usually like 20 to 30. So, um, uh, so, you know, having like, you know, like 20 minute, um, uh, breakdowns, um, would definitely be, um, advantageous in terms of somebody that consumes that type of content. But of course, you know, on your channel, you know, if people are, are coming to it for the five minute um you know videos and you notice that they're responding better to that um then of course by all means you know do that but i'm just saying for me <laughs> so um i actually just a heads up martin um you weren't there for it i don't think this week but um but i did look at your channel the members group so that will be uploaded on monday um so the recording is available now um but i'll be uploading that uh, recording on monday so keep an eye out for that um if you weren't in the chat and i don't think you were on that on that meeting um let's see here so as we keep on going here We've got, uh, we did Morgan um, Tarrant already. So let's do Art Detective. Okay, so Art Detective. Oh, okay, wait, let me back up here. I had some um, I had some super chats that came in. Let me address these really quick. So the first one is, can you add a super poll um, asking us our watch time? Um, that I need more specific information there. Um, yeah, I can do that. Um, I need more specific information there because um, do you mean like total watch time on the channel, average watch time for a video, um, like watch time in terms of like, you know, average view duration watch time, like total watch time, like, you know, just, just a little bit more specifics there. And, um, and when you're talking about watch time, if it is on a specific video, do you mean like, you know, average percentage view? Do you mean total watch time accumulated? Um, like, you know, what's the, Definitely need specifics on that. So um, let's see here. Dark Lights Art Lab says, I found past promotions on Instagram useless. Absolutely. Um, if you would have came here first and asked me that, I would have told you. <laughs> I would have saved you a few bucks for whatever uh, for whatever you did over there. Um, says, is it worth paying for a YouTube ad to promote your new channel? Um, one month here with 22 subs. So um, when it comes to 
running ads for your channel and using, you know, like external promotion, here's the problem that happens. So first off, a lot of the services that you're going to use are actually just bots um, to where they'll sell it like it's real people, things like that, but it's actually just bots. Um, so the problem there is that it's just essentially fraudulent, you know, activity. Um, you can run ads, you know, for your, for your own stuff. Um, you absolutely can do that. However, the problem arises here. So let's say that you spend, um, we'll just say like $100 on a ad campaign to bring attention to your videos. And you see those views and you're like, hey, this is working, this is great. Maybe you had you know, a couple of people subscribe just based on numbers, right? So because of that, you're like, you know, hey, you know, like I got a few subscribers from this. I got a few, you know, a, a handful of views from this. So I'm just gonna keep spending some money here on ads. I'm gonna run ads here on a regular basis. And you start doing that and you're like, wow, you know, people really, you know, responded to what it is that I'm doing. But then you're like, you know what? Hey, let me turn off my ads and see what happens. Then what happens is if you haven't learned how to get an organic response yet on YouTube, as soon as you turn off the ad spend, then your views dry up because you still haven't learned how to, you know, get people to click organically when your content shows up on a homepage or recommended next to another video or in search, you still haven't went through the process of learning how to get people to click. And you haven't went through the process of learning how to get people to watch and enjoy your content. Um, so because of that, you'll notice that if you are currently running ads, if you haven't went through that process yet, as soon as you stop, then, then the, everything else stops. So what you want to do is you want to, instead of, you know, spending a bunch of money on ads, just for the sake of inflating numbers that don't really matter, what you want to do is you want to focus on, okay, this particular video, this is how much people were clicking on it in your YouTube analytics. Like YouTube shows you all this stuff for free. So this is how, you know, this is how people were clicking on it based on the amount of impressions that I got. And impressions, um, just in case you don't know, that basically means that one impression means YouTube showed your video one time to somebody on the platform, okay? A hundred impressions means that YouTube showed your content a hundred times to a hundred people somewhere on the platform. That's what an impression is. Um, but basically what you want to look at is you want to look at, you know, how good you are getting people to click. That's called your click-through rate. And you want to average that or you want to compare that against the impressions that you're getting. In addition to that, you also want to look at, at how people are responding to the video content itself. So one of the things that you're going to notice is when a video first starts, typically there's some type of drop off there, but what you want to do is you want to stop that drop as fast as possible. And you want to keep people watching and just interacting with that video as much as possible. And the better you get at that and making that happen in terms of getting people to click and getting people to watch and interact further with your video, the better your videos are going to perform naturally on the, on the platform. And the more views you're going to start getting over time, the more subscribers you're going to start getting over time and you'll create that sort of snowball that happens. Um, but the problem is, is when you start, you know, spending a bunch of money on ads, but you haven't learned how to do that part of it yet, then you can, you know, kind of end yourself in a very discouraging situation because then in addition to all of the, you know, effort and time that you've spent putting your content together, you've been relying on ads, which means that you've been spending a lot of money as well. And you've been, putting your efforts there, but not on the thing that matters, which is the core thing, the most important thing, which is the actual content. And content is defined as your topic, your title, your thumbnail, uh, or, or your, yeah, your topic, title, thumbnail, and of course the video content um, that you're that you're putting up onto YouTube, right? So, um, so I really encourage you right now, you know, since you're just getting started, to go through the process of like, hey, I'm, I'm going to upload a bunch of videos over the next, you know, three months, um, over the next six months, whatever it happens to be, I'm going to upload a bunch of videos, but I'm going to spend tons of time, like learning how people are responding, maybe paying attention to how people are responding to my videos, and trying to uncover different ways that I can just add tons of value to people to keep them watching my videos for longer periods of time, keep them coming back from the channel, because they think my content's awesome, keep them clicking on my content, because you know, I'm learning how to how to, you know, stop 
the people on their tracks when they're scrolling through on their phone and, you know, help them identify that the content that I'm making is something they might be interested in and I'm getting them to click on it, like practice those things. Um, and, and you'll do fine. Um, but if you, you know, are just relying on ads, then that's gonna, you know, if, if you don't learn the other stuff, then, then you're really just, just wasting money. You're just throwing it away because the problem happens is, you know, like I said before, when you turn that off, let's say that you're able to get a hundred, okay, let's say you got 22 subscribers, right? On your channel. And all of those came from ads. Well, when you publish a video, because those people have recently interacted with your content, they subscribe, it's a positive signal. So when you publish a video, some of those 22 people are going to end up getting, you know, presented your video on a homepage um, or recommended next to them um, in search, or maybe even just in their subscriber feed and their, in their sub feed. So when your content gets recommended to them there, then if you can't get them to click, then you just wasted, you know, you just wasted those efforts on spending all of that, you know, ad money and figuring out how to run ads and all that stuff, but you're still not able to get those people to click, right? So that's the idea. So you want to make sure that you're spending your effort on the right things that will actually move the needle for you compared to trying to speed things up by running ads and that sort of stuff. Because a lot of content creators will do um, that to where they're like, hey, I'm going to put a bunch of money in ads so I can kind of jumpstart this thing. But then they actually end up, you know, working against themselves, um, you know, by doing that. Um, okay, so as we keep on going, so uh, we've got, um, let's see here. Oh, did my comments stop collecting? Hold on. Oh, no, there we go. Okay, so uh, let's see here. Total to monetize, zero to 1,000, 1,000 to 2,000, 3,000 to 4K plus. Okay, to monetized. Okay, um, let's see here. So we're trying to get to monetization. So here's what I'll do. So the question is, how close are you to monetization? We'll do that one. How close... And my keyboard's being weird. Give me one second. Let's type a little bit slower. Yeah, this is good. This will be an interesting thing um, on my end as well. How close are you to monetization? So we're going to do zero to a thousand. Zero to a thousand watch time. We're going to do a um, thousand to 2000 whoa there we go watch man my keyboard's like doubling stuff up this is weird whoa here hold on let me unplug this and i'll just plug it right back in and we're just going to keep on trucking here i think i'm having a problem with my usb port okay uh to 2000 watch time that's one downside right like people will look at this live stream they'll be like hey this is a pretty cool live stream but like the downside of having all this stuff is is there so many things that can go wrong with all this stuff connected to your computer? Um, so much fun. Okay, um, let's see here. Two to 3,000. And then we will do uh, three to four. 3,000 to 4,000 watch time. Boom. So um, let's see here. So as we keep on going, so next up we have... Um, Gray man prepping super chat says between your techniques and utilizing TubeBuddy, I've definitely seen an uptick in views on a consistent basis. Um, what's your congratulations to you um, for applying the information too? Um, because you know, like a lot of people will hear this stuff, but they'll you know hear it and they won't actually apply. Um, you know, they won't actually apply it to the YouTube channel. 
So, uh, so it's awesome that you're like, you know, Hey, this is some information. Let me see what I can do here. Um, high five and piss up to you for that. Um, what's your opinion on the sure M seven? I've never played with one. So I have the SM seven B. Um, I haven't, I'm, I haven't messed with the M seven. So I have no context for that. Um, because I'm in Thailand, um, those types of things like, you know, the, the, you know, new microphones and stuff like that, I would typically, you know, pre, you know, situation that we're in, in the world right now, um, I would typically go to the States, you know, like four or five times a year for conferences. And because of that, you know, I could pick up, you know, new gear that was coming out and all that stuff. But here there's usually a delay on that kind of stuff. And in some cases, you know, like now you know, like my, my, my stuff, like I've got more microphones than I need right now already. Um, so even if I do see one available here, like I probably won't pick it up. So, um, so I'm, I'm just not the right person um, to answer that question, unfortunately. Um, so next up we have, uh, Super Don track. E says, stopping by to say hi. What is up, Don E? Hope that you were going fantastic. So, um, let's see here as we keep on going. So let's see what this poll is looking like. So, so far we have zero to a thousand is 69%. Um, 1,000 to 2,000 is 12%, 3,000 to 4,000, 16%, and 2,000 to 3,000, 4%. All right. Yeah, so that's with uh, 54 votes as of right now, but we're, we'll keep it up there for a little bit. Um, let's see here. Okay, so Clement, um, okay, this is good. So Clementia Glazinska, hope I'm saying that right. I apologize if I'm not, says um, that is mega confusing. How much do I, um, how much do I have or how much more do I need? Oh, for the poll. Yeah, it's just how much you have, like, you know, like if you're going towards watch time, how much you currently have or how much do you need? Yeah, you know what? I guess I probably could have done that a little bit better. Um, how close are you to monetization? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, so maybe I could have done that better. That actually isn't that clear um, on that on that particular poll. <laughs> so uh, let's see here. As we keep on going, Art Detective says um, it's a channel about animation and cartoons. The goal of the channel is to entertain um, the question. Two questions. I'm a new YouTuber. Any advice on making a channel where I post animations, interesting facts about animation? Also, when I put my username in the search bar on YouTube, my channel isn't popping up. Only channels with similar names pop up. How can I fix this? So it'll fix over time. You know, as you publish content, people come in and they start interacting with your channel. It'll come up over time. Um, but this example right here shows the importance of coming up with a unique name. So that's another thing that I didn't mention for the person that was asking the details on the channel name. Um, is that's another thing you want to look for is you want to look to see if the name is, is being used a lot by YouTube or by people on YouTube, even though they might not have the URL for it. You want to see, um, if the, um, you know, if, if there's a lot of people with that same name to where it's going to kind of, you know, pollute your water, so to speak. Um, so make sure that you are uh, doing that says I did bought, I did but butcher the name. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. I'm yeah. My, my apologies on, uh, on that. I definitely tend to do that from time to time. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, let's see here. So as we keep on going, oh, and how can you fix this? Yeah. So, so just keep going. But, um, in addition to that, also make sure that, um, like on your videos, make sure that, um, you know, right now or not your videos, but like your about me page, make sure that you have that fully, you know, flushed out and you have that fully filled out, um, as well. Make sure that you put your channel and name in there somewhere. So like, for example, um, because your channel name is art detective. So it'd be like, you know, art detective, um, you know, covers, you know, or, or you know, art, uh, you know, art detective, un, uh, you know, shares, you know, animations and cartoons and the, in the process of, you know, putting them together or the specific value that you offer, but, you know, make sure that you're adding that type of thing to your about me page as well. But ultimately, you know, as your content, you know, gets put out more and people are responding to it, then it'll end up, uh, it'll end up rising up. Um, okay. Differences between watch time hours and views. Okay. So, um, so watch time, um, is there's actually a bunch of, not a bunch, but there's different ways this is all put together. So basically you have watch time for the channel 
And that is like the total amount of watch time that you've accumulated. So if you are trying to get into the YouTube partner program, you need to have 4,000 hours of watch time. That can be accumulated across multiple, and it is accumulated across multiple videos on your YouTube channel over time. So that's, that's one. Um, in addition to that, you have the watch time for the video. For the video, you have the amount of watch time that the video is accumulating as a whole, like this video has generated this much watch time. You also have the watch time in terms of for the video, each person usually watches on average like two minutes of this video or five minutes of this video or 10 minutes of this video. So you have that watch time as well. Views are when somebody clicks on your thumbnail um, or your title and they start watching your video. That's what a view is. So the difference is the watch time is how much time they spend on your content. Um, you know, in all different, you know, versions of the watch time, it's how much time they spend watching your content and the actual views are, you know, those are people that have actually clicked on what it is that you have that have actually started, you know, interacting with your content. Um, th that's the difference between the two. Uh, let's see here. Gray man prepping. Welcome to the Niminati. Make sure that next time um, you get the chance, go to nimmonvip.com. That's going to redirect you into our members-only Facebook group. Um, fill out all the information on the way in, and I'll be adding you after the stream today when I go into chill mode after the stream. <laughs> so I'll uh, see here. Mike Z, gamer. Says, appreciate all your advice, Nick. Um, thank you. P.S. Millions of dubs are coming your way, brother. Thank you for that. Yeah, we're uh, we're getting close. We still got, you know, 200,000 to go until we get to the... Uh, the uh the the million mark but we'll definitely uh we'll definitely get there it's got to keep you know keep trudging it out but you know to be honest with you like um for me like you know like you know a hundred thousand subscribers you know a million subscribers like yes i want the play button don't get me wrong like i want that play button but um but you know like you know like at a certain point you know like the numbers just start kind of like it's just kind of like holy cow that's like just like a lot of people so it just you know like 700 to 800 500 to 600 like you know like the like all of those numbers they're all like huge and awesome but you know like at a certain point it's just you, you you don't really focus on that as much and you just focus more on like the view counts and the interactions that you're getting from people and you know like that kind of stuff just other goals that are not necessarily um uh, subscriber based uh, let's see here. So, um, as we keep on going, we've got, um, let's see, let's go ahead and pull some out of the chat. So if you have a question, um, go ahead and, um, drop it in the chat right now. Make sure that you put the, um, that you put a cue in front of your question. Um, I, I, I don't answer questions without a cue unless I just happen to see it and I know it's for me, but when you put that cue, it just helps me identify that it's for me. Um, let's see here while that's happening, I'll pull one out of the chat here, um, or out of the form here as well. So uh, let's see here. So we've got, uh, no, we did our detective already. So next up here on our list, we have a music creation channel called Ambient Dave. What's up? Got Dave here again. <laughs> Says, um, hey, Nick, uh, my issue is frequency of uploads as I work part-time. Okay, so we got him taken care of already. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep on moving then. Um, and we're going to go to the next one. And um, we will go ahead and do this. So what editing um, software, I'm guessing, is what you're saying? So um, for me... Um, I, I started on, um, Adobe or not Adobe, but I started on Sony, uh, Vegas at the time is what it was, but now it's like magics, but it's just called Vegas pro now. But then I moved over into, um, into premiere pro. Um, but, um, that's like, I use that just because, you know, they make tons of, you know, plugins for it and stuff like that. But like for my screen recordings, um, I use Camtasia for that and depending on the screen recording. So like, let's say that you see one of my videos and the whole video 
um, is a screen recording with the exception of like an intro, maybe like a few cut ins and an outro. Then in that case, I'll edit the entire video in Camtasia just because it's easy. So, um, so I'll use either Camtasia or I'll use, um, Premiere Pro, um, just because Premiere Pro, you know, extremely versatile and all the different stuff that you can get for it. Um, plus it's what my editor uses as well. So I do that just to make sure that if I have like a question or something, so I can make sure, you know, that I'll be like, Oh, Hey, you know, I can ask him about it. Um, but, uh, uh but I've moved fully away now from, um, from Vegas Pro. I'm actually, it's still on my computer, but I'm probably going to delete it soon just because I'm, you know, I'm more comfortable now using the other stuff, uh, than, uh, than Vegas Pro. Um, but like with Camtasia, I've been using that since like September 2014 for like screen recordings. But now when I do the screen recordings, I used to export it. Um, basically, I would do the screen recording, export it, and then pull it into the software that I was using to edit. But now, you know, be, with the 2021 version, it's so good that I'll just I'll just do everything um, within Camtasia and then I'll just spit it out if it's a screen a dedicated screen recording video. Uh, so let's see here as we keep on going through the list. Guan TV, thank you for the kind words. I appreciate it. Um, let's see here. So Hez and Ellie family, Eli family says, um, blessings, Nick. First time catching you live. Welcome to the live stream. Hope that you're doing fantastic. So what we're doing, um, just for anybody that's just joining the stream right now, um, I do want to let you know what I'm doing is I'm answering YouTube questions. So we're pulling them out of the form that's in the description um, below this video right now. Um, I'm pulling them out of there. And then I'm also occasionally pulling them out of the chat as well so that I can make sure that I'm, you know, serving both of those. Because I know basically with the form, those are, that's like the early bird thing. So I try to get through as many of those as I can. Um, but with the chat, I pulled those because um, because I know some people, you know, maybe they're sleeping when the stream first starts or something like that. And I want to make it, you know, kind of fair um, for everybody. Fly Ride says, do you think they'll make me a security guard at Vid Summit um, just because I'm uh, tall? Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I've definitely hit Daryl up uh, on that one. It's it's possible. Yeah, it's, it's definitely possible. <laughs> um, let's see here. What viewer engagement is best to focus on for long-term growth? Like subscribers or comments? Watch time. Watch time and click-through rate. That's the engagement. Um, like if you want to focus on something for long-term in terms of a metric on YouTube, um, you want it to be click-through rate and watch time um, in terms of average view duration for your videos. That's the thing you want to focus on um, because those are the things that actually move the needle. So for example, you can have a video that you have your comments turned off and it can get millions of views if the content itself is good, right? In terms of people are clicking on a lot if they're watching it a lot. Um, so because of that, you know, you want to focus on the thing that moves the needle the most, which is your your the your ability to get people to click on what it is that you're doing. That also comes with your ability to, you know, come up with ideas for videos that people that you're trying to reach are interested in. Um, but, you know, um, basically coming up with the ideas, learning how to get people to click on them, learning how to make the content in a way that people will watch it for a longer period of time. And of course, if you can also, you know, work into that, that like, hey, I'm also making this content where it's going to resonate with my viewers in such a, a great way that they're going to want to share this with somebody, then that's also going to help your channel grow faster as well. Because then you take some of your viewers and you turn them into people that are essentially spreading the word about what it is that you're doing with other people, um, which then, you know, will bring some of those people into your content as well. Um, let's see here. I'm a multi-passionate and um, wonder um, if they can all exist on one channel since they will all have a faith-based perspective, parenting, study, and teaching tips, goal setting um, are the paths. So everybody is multi-passionate. Like everybody, you know, has multiple things that they're interested in. That's part of just being human. Um, the thing when it comes to YouTube is, or the difference, hey, what's up, Tom? Hope you're doing great, man. The difference is when it comes to YouTube is, you know, we're all interested in all these different things, but it's what we choose 
to put on our YouTube channels to serve the audience that we're trying to reach, right? Like that's that's where the difference happens. So, you know, like like I could publish videos on my channel of, you know, me and my girlfriend playing, you know, Fortnite um, or me playing Grand Theft Auto or Call of Duty, um, but I don't because, you know, I'm trying to serve you as a YouTube content creator with content that's going to help you thrive on YouTube. Um, if I wanted to, you know, like I make music too. So, you know, like I could share some of my horrible, very bad sounding music on my YouTube channel and you'd probably unsubscribe. But <laughs> if you didn't unsubscribe, you probably wouldn't even click on those videos anyway, because you know, you're not on my channel to, um, to listen to music, right? Like that's not what you come here for. So, you know, when it comes to YouTube, it's important to make sure that the content that you're putting on your channel, that you're being very clear about these are the people that I'm trying to reach with my content. Because, you know, when you try to reach everybody, you end up reaching nobody. So these are the people that I'm trying to reach with my content. This is the audience that I'm trying to serve. And even though, you know, I'm multi-passionate, um, I'm going to focus my channel on a specific thing um, or a few specific things that are directly targeted for a specific audience. So one way to look at this is you have here parenting, study, and teaching tips, goal setting are the paths. So if you're doing parenting and you're doing studying and teaching tips, then you have to think, okay, then the parents that I'm going after or that I'm trying to reach, are they people that are homeschooling their kids? If there are people that are homeschooling their kids, then in that case, the study and teaching tips would apply to the parents in that case. Um, if it is you know, goal setting for the kids, then in that case, all three of those, um, you know, would work together because then you would have the parenting. So then you're reaching parents, you would have the studying teaching tips. So then you would be reaching the parents that are homeschooling for them, right? So it'd be like, you know, I'm trying to reach parents that are homeschooling their children. That would be, you know, the, the very top level of your audience. Um, of course, you know, you can get more granular, but it would be like, okay, that's the, that's the top level of who, does, who it is that I'm trying to reach. Parents that are homeschooling their kids, therefore they need to know these study and teaching tips. Um, or if it's people that are just like highly involved in their, in their, in their kids and, you know, all the stuff that they're doing after school, then in that case, they might be a good fit too. Um, but then, you know, the goal setting, if you're doing like parenting and goal setting, um, but not necessarily the studying teaching tips, then that can lead you towards a different audience because then you're reaching parents that are maybe go-getters, parents that are, you know, trying to mix their work and family lives, parents that are, um, you know, uh, you know, trying to accomplish, you know, additional things um, besides, you know, being a parent um, or besides, you know, uh, just parenting. So, you know, it depends on, on who it is that you're trying to reach. You want to make sure that you're catering the content to that audience because this is why. When you have a channel that is Andrew can in the house, what's up, my man? Hope you're doing awesome. Dude, your message was hilarious. So Andrew had a um, food delivery person. Andrew was wearing a, a Nimenati, um t-shirt and he had a food delivery person come and deliver food to his place. And, um, and the food person was like, you know, Hey, I know, or, uh, he's like, Hey, hey I watch Nick. Uh, I watch Nick Nimmin. So, uh, so, so he sent me a message on Facebook is a video message. He was like laughing, you know, about it. Like, Hey, I just had this dude leave. Uh, saying that he, you know, watched the channel or whatever. So super funny. Um, but, but, you know, one of the things that you want to think about with what it is that you're doing here, um, Chanda, is you just want to think about, okay, I've got all these different things that I'm interested in. Um, what is it that I can make content about that I'm the most passionate about that I'm going to be able to make the biggest impact with in terms of the people that I'm trying to reach? And you want to focus everything on that. And the reason that it matters is because if you make content that is about parenting and you start getting this audience of, of, of parents, and then you start making this studying and teaching tips content or maybe the goal setting content, 
if the parents are coming to you for parenting content and you start putting this other stuff out there that they don't really care about, then the likelihood of them clicking on it is going to be much less. Now, of course, you know, you can develop that audience over time and that audience over time and that audience over time, but it's going to end up taking you way longer to do that. And, you know, like if you want to just focus on like, hey, I'm trying to serve this audience and grow this channel, um, then in that case, I would say I would define your audience crystal clearly and say, you know, before you decide to make a video, say, okay, is this going to fit for the people I'm trying to reach? Yes, I'm going to make it. No, then I'm just going to shelf it for now. Maybe I'll make it on another channel in the future. Maybe once my channel gets bigger and I start doing some experimentation um, in terms of, you know, are people coming here for me? Are they coming here for, you know, the content? Like what's going on there? Um, if you do find that, hey, I can make pretty much anything, then in that case, maybe you want to revisit those ideas. But for now, if you're just getting started, if you're just getting started, um, then in that case, I would make sure that you're just focusing on a very specific audience and that you do everything that you can to just provide them with awesome content. Oh, let's see here. As we keep on going through the list, Fit Dad Chris says, I record in 1440p, 30 frames per second. Keep it the same. Through editing, when casting to my HDTV, little fuzzy YouTube settings and Roku, highest quality, 200 megabytes. I'm not sure what your question is there. Um, I don't know if you're trying to, you know, make it more clear or what it is that you're trying to do, uh, but I'm not sure of the answer on that one in terms of like getting into like, you know, the bit rates and stuff for the video to make it, you know, to, to make it clear. But um, if you notice that it looks okay on like a small size, but you, you're just trying to fix it on a bigger size, um, then in that case, you might want to just try sharpening. Um, so I would just upload some unlisted videos or maybe videos on another channel um, that you can test, um, you know, where you'll be able to find them yourself. Um, but basically, um, you know, just experiment with like sharpening and things like that and see if that makes a difference. Because I know like when I shoot with my Canon camera, that requires a considerable amount of sharpening versus when I shoot with one of my Sony cameras and the lens kit that I have in there. Um, so, uh, you know, so you might need something like that in order to make it a little bit more crisp and, and pop a little bit better on a um, on a TV. Um, let's see here. Andrew says he's on mobile, so he can't say hello, but um, but hello all. So I got you covered there, man. Instead of tagging everybody, I just tagged everybody for you right there. <laughs> So uh, let's see, as we keep on going, we've got, um, let's see here, Magic Flying Potato says, how would I go about Super live streaming track. gaming content with only one monitor and still be able to interact with my viewers? Uh, my other monitor and computer gear um, on a ship from Germany to the States right now. Ooh, you must have just had a big move or you just ordered a bunch of stuff. Um, so when you are on one monitor, one thing that you can do is if you look, if I switch to this shot, hold on. I switched to this shot. You can see how, even though this is one big monitor, um, you know, like I basically just kind of grab this stuff and I will move it. I'll just kind of grab the browser. Oops, I'll grab the, the browser. I have it basically open in different browsers and I move it around. And one of these things that you'll see here is this one right here in the middle, this one. This is the YouTube chat. So up here in the very top right of the YouTube chat, like if you go into your live stream page over here, um, you can actually through this little three dot menu at the very top, you can hit that and you can click an option to pop out chat. So when you click that option to pop out chat, it gives you this little skinny version and you can do the same exact thing here as well to where you can kind of just scoot this over. You can see there, I'm moving it back and forth um, and I can scoot this over and I can make it, you know, relatively thin. So if you're on one monitor, what you might want to do is have like your mainstreaming stuff like over here, like your mainstream window, and then just kind of scoot that over a little bit um, or make it just a little bit smaller there so that you can fit the chat in over on this side. And then when you do that, that's going to, um, you know, help you basically be able to, you know, have both of those versions on your screen so you can watch the chat and you can also, you know, um, do whatever else it is that you're doing in your live stream with your game. Um, another thing that people do, 
um, in that situation is you might also like if you want to if you're not necessarily typing anything, but you want to do like a full screen game and that's what you're trying to do. Um, then in that case, you might want to just have your phone open and just see the you know, see the stuff there um, so that you can verbally interact versus, you know, actually typing stuff out either a phone or if you have like a tablet or something like that um, or even your TV. Like, you know, one thing that I do, um, like when I travel is I always go and see my mom. So if I go to the States for something, then I'll go and I visit my mom. And if I live stream there, I'll do it in her living room. So basically it'll be like my laptop, um, but I'll have the stream open on the TV as well. So it's like the laptop is here, um, you know, with a screen, it's like a 15 or 16 inch screen on the laptop. So it's pretty small. Um, and then, you know, the TV will be like across the room and I'll be able to see the chat from the TV there. So then, you know, by doing that, I can control the stream, do all that stuff. But then I see the chat on, you know, on the TV across the room. I'll uh, see here. Andrew can says, uh, drink water. Absolutely. I'm, I'm rocking coffee at the moment here, Andrew. So I got the coffee. So, uh, so as soon as this is done, I will definitely switch over to water. I got a whole liter bottle, uh, underneath the uh, desk right now. Just kind of waiting. <laughs> All right. So, uh, let's see here as we keep on trucking through these comments, uh, through these, uh, questions here, you know, I'm actually going to share an invite link. I didn't do that last week. I was just kind of in the, in the moment and then I forgot to do it. So I'm just going to share this link in here just in case any of the homies want to, uh, you know, come in and, uh, and hang out in the stream here. Um, let's see here. There we go. Boom. So I'm going to share that link over there just in case. Um, and then we're just going to keep on, uh, rolling. Hey, no sweat. Um, let's see here. Okay. So, uh, let me go back into the questions. So is my music still playing? I feel like my music's off. It was off. Hmm. There we go. Okay. So uh, let's hear the next question that we have on our list here is from Gamer Shark. Gamer Shark says they um, have a funny video channel. The goal of the channel says I'm uploading videos to have fun and be famous. My goal is 20,000 subscribers. Um, how to grow my YouTube channel. Um, it's free. I made one video that got 914 views and I'm still growing, but I'm stuck at six subs. Please help. Keep going. So, you know, one of the things that you're going to have to do is, you know, like if you're just getting started on your YouTube channel, you have to understand that, you know, YouTube is like anything else. You, there's a learning curve that you're going to have to go through. So some people will publish content and because they just have, you know, intuitively, they kind of know like, hey, this is a good video or this isn't a good video. And it matches with how the audience responds to it. And because of that, they'll be off to a fast start. For the rest of us, we have to go through a different process. That process is, okay, I'm uploading content. Now I got to learn how to make better videos. I got to learn how to make better thumbnails. I got to learn how to make better titles. I got to learn how to come up with better video ideas. Um, I got to learn how to, you know, communicate with the camera. I got to learn how to, um, you know, edit my videos in a way that keeps people watching. I have to learn how to color correct. I have to learn how to process my audio. You know, like you got to go through all these things that you, you know, have to learn how to do. And, and you learn how to do that through the process of making more content. So, you know, what I recommend that you do is I recommend that you, um, is I recommend that you, uh, you know, just focus on, you know, making content and that you focus on that educational side. So YouTube, if you're just getting started for everybody here, actually, because there's a lot of people in here that are, you know, just getting started according to this poll up here. So, um, for everybody here, there's a free resource for you called the YouTube creator Academy. YouTube puts it out. And, uh, basically what it is, is it's, it's educational material based around being a YouTube content creator. So, you know, they, they teach you all kinds of great things in terms of, you know, um, the things that, that are helpful for you to know as a YouTube content creator, little details, 
you know, like, hey, when you're writing titles, make sure that if you have like an episode number or a channel name or anything like that that you're adding to it, make sure you put that at the end of your title where if it gets cut off something like that, it's not a big deal. Focus the thing that is the most important to the viewer towards the front of your title. Little details like that, it's filled with that kind of stuff that'll help you, you know, better understand what it is that you're doing on YouTube. Um, let's see here. Please drink water. Got that one. One monitor. Got that one. Got that one. Got that one. Got that one. Okay. Just making sure that I had uh, some of these taken care of here on the, uh, on the list. And, um, also gray man prepping. Yeah. I think I welcomed you to the, to the channel, but just in case. Welcome to the Nimanati. Go to nimanvip.com and you get the chance that will redirect you to the um, landing page of our members-only Facebook group. Fill out all the information um, on the way in because that's how I verify that you are a channel member on the way in. Um, let's see here. As we, <laughs> as we keep going, I'm uh, sorry, I just read a message from, uh, from Andrew. So um, as we keep going, um, let's say that um, we did the funny video channel. So let's um, go to the next question here. So next one on our list here is from um, Krishna. Just a heads up, we've, we're like 23 questions deep um, already here on this form. So that's pretty uh, pretty awesome. So um, let's see here. The next question here is from Krishna Raghavendran. I apologize if I messed that up. Says um, that they do coding in MIT App Inventor. That's the type of channel. The goal of the channel is for people to create mobile apps. How to get people to join the channel membership? That's a really good question. So getting people to join your channel membership comes down to what it is that you're offering in your membership. So for mine, um, I like I have a Facebook group, for example. In that Facebook group, people can ask me questions. People um, can, uh, you know, we look at, we have like our, our weekly meetings. My, my thing that I have on the outside in terms of when people are looking at my channel membership is I have that I do a monthly live stream. But in reality, I'm in there every week because I'm, you know, I'm trying to help people out. But my obligation is, you know, one time per month. But basically, I have that group where people can, you know, ask questions or they can also interact with each other as well. And I, I, you know, I could have multiple tiers and things like that, but I don't do that. Like my thing with the, with the, the, the five dollars instead of it being like twenty dollars or something like that, is because I just want to create a minor separation between, you know, the people that are like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm willing to throw a few bucks at this, um, just for that, you know, extra, you know, information and all that versus the people that are, you know, that, that are not. So, um, so it's just that, you know, extra thing. Cause I get tons of people reaching out to me all the time. And, you know, because of that, I have like a certain amount of time, just like everybody else, you know, out of your day. Um, so because of that, you know, that helps me be able to prioritize, you know, people that are also willing to contribute back as well. So, um, in addition to that, like I still will answer, you know, stuff off of, you know, like Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. Um, however, that's just a way for me to, you know, just make it more of an exchange, um, to where I can be like, you know, Hey, they're, they're, you know, also giving value back as well. So because of that, you know, let me, let me prioritize that. But when you are, um, you know, when you're thinking of, you know, getting people into your YouTube channel membership, you know, it comes down to what it is that you offer. So in your case, you know, you could do something similar to me since you're teaching people how to code apps to where you have, you know, specific training that you do, you know, in a Facebook group or something like that, or even on your YouTube channel, because you can upload specific videos just for members. You can do live streams just for members, that kind of stuff, um, where you could, you know, train them how to do, um, apps or just do Q and A's, whatever it happens to be, um, just for that little bit of additional value that they'll be able to get because, you know, there's a difference. And this is why I actually do these live streams. There's a difference between somebody watching one of your YouTube videos and getting that information and leaving a comment and versus somebody being able to ask you a question that is directly related to their problem and you answer it in real time. Right. So, you know, when it comes to like the membership stuff, like that's where, you know, that's where that, that's where that happens. And you can do that in live streams as well. Like I do here. Um, but you know, that's, that's where, you know, those types of memberships can, can become more valuable. 
Uh, let's see here. So next up on the list, we've got Drew Project. Drew Project says that uh, they do uh, music acoustic cover videos. The goal of the channel is to go full time. Um, the question says, I produce high quality acoustic cover song videos with a different vibe instruments sometimes um, with camera movements, motorized sliders, etc. Started in May. Um, as the um, messed up channel with Facebook ads big time. So now I'm desperate to fix all the damage um, that I uh, made with that. I'm uh, consistently publishing one new song per week. Unfortunately, I'm stuck at 81 subs and very little views. Um, I think that my problem is probably my thumbnails and titles, but I'm constantly trying to improve and experiment. Um, I read the YouTube formula, which inspired me a lot, but without, um, and that's this book right here, by the way. Um, it's written by uh, my friend Daryl Eves right here. Um, and, um, this book, the, all these books are great. I got links to them all down in the description. Um, but this one right here is the one that he's talking about YouTube, uh, formula. Awesome. Um, awesome book there. But, um, but basically says that, um, but without enough views to get the data to adjust what I'm doing, how do I know if I'm actually doing it wrong? Um, how long should I wait before changing and trying a new title or thumbnail if I don't have data to guide me? So what you have to do there is you have to kind of keep going based on intuition for this based on intuition and research because you want to look and see you know, like hey what are other channels doing to you know get this attention as well um but you want to you know you want to use some of your intuition and just you know research to kind of lead you until you start collecting the data it's kind of your only choice unless um you might want to go into a group like um tube ritual um it's on facebook um in that particular group um, it's Brian G. Johnson's group. I think there's like 20,000 plus YouTubers in there, but it's all people that are like serious about YouTube. So you want to go into a group like that. You don't want to go into a group where people are like trying to get each other to watch videos and stuff like that. Those are garbage groups. You want to avoid those. If you're a member of those and just go ahead and unsubscribe to them because they're not going to add any value to you. Um, but if you go into like, um, tube ritual or you go into like video makers or marketers and there's like, there's just like a very few limited amount of other ones that are actually quality Facebook groups for content creators. But if you go into those groups, um, ask. Hey, is there anybody here, you know, anybody else here that has a music channel that wants to collaborate? Um, and by doing that, um, you know, if there is somebody else that wants to, you know, like they do a part of a song and then you do a part of the song and you guys kind of make a mashup or something like that, then then what you do there is you start actually developing some relationships with other people who make content like yours as well to where you can start getting some feedback from them. Like, hey, out of curiosity, you know, this is what I'm getting, you know, with my videos um, in terms of like retention and, you know, people clicking on them, stuff like that, um, to where you can start actually interacting with people that are doing similar content to you. And you guys can start sharing, you know, data back and forth in terms of things that are working, things that aren't working and stuff like that. But one thing that I would definitely do if you're doing acoustic cover songs, I'm guessing you're doing this already. Um, but I would make sure that you are without question. I would make sure that you are, um, you know, hopping on trends, um, when you can, and you got to make sure, man, like with, like with music, you have to make sure that the covers that you're doing are awesome, right? Because, and I'm sure they are. I mean, if you, you know, if you're putting them up on YouTube, I'm guessing that, you know, your skills are, are good enough to where you're like, yeah, you know, this is something that, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm good at this. That's why I'm putting them up on YouTube. But, uh, but try to, in addition to making them awesome, try to think of stuff that's a little bit outside the box too. One thing that, that grabbed my attention here is you said you do different instruments. So you might be able to leverage that. So for example, let's say that a song comes out. Hey, my thing's crooked again. Great. Let's say that, let's say that a, um, let's say that um, a new song comes out and it's something popular that you think would make a cool, like acoustic cover. If everybody's doing like acoustic guitar, then do something else. Like use a different instrument. That's like a little bit more like, Oh, that's interesting. Like, um, I can't remember the exact instrument 
but um but it's this like instrument that i've like i like i've only seen this instrument like a few times just even on the internet but it's basically like this big like bowl type thing but it's like a covered bowl and it's got like these different like pad type things on it but it's like uh it, it you know it's, it's not electronic in any way but it's like this, this big thing and um and a person did was it a star wars I can't remember exactly what they did with it, but this video was just crushed in views just because the instrument itself was weird. And, you know, the, the way that they framed the video around the song that they were making was, was interesting. And that got a lot of people to click on it. And it was cool. Like they nailed it in terms of, you know, how, like how it sounded and it was just a cool thing. So, you know, when you are, um, you know, making music content, it's important to make sure that you're just trying to think like, Hey, this, you know, this is what's going on in the world in terms of, you know, the songs people are putting out or whatever, like, you know, what type of really unique creative approaches can I take to this? And how can I demonstrate that through the, it's called the hang drum says uh, Bill here. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate that. Um, so yes, yeah, the hang drum, um, I guess is what that's called. Um, but basically, um, you know, with that, like, you just want to think like, you know, what, what angles can I take with this to make some like really unique stuff that stands out against, you know, cause tons of people have like electric guitars or, or acoustic guitars. So, you know, that will come down to, you know, you just like blowing people away with your content. A lot of people sharing it. Um, and you might even want to mention that in your videos. So like for the people that do watch your videos mention at the end, instead of trying to get them to subscribe and like it and all that, be like, Hey, if you enjoyed this, you know, share it with, you know, with somebody that, that you care about. And then, you know, have that as your call to action to try to get people to share it versus getting people to subscribe or like the content. Because if you can do that and you can start having that happening with a lot of people, then YouTube will also start showing that video to more people because you're using because that video is bringing people on on platform. So um, so, you know, start thinking of those types of things. Um, let's see here. So the Eternal Samurai says, um, hey, Nick, I'm getting close to a thousand subscribers. High five fist bump to you. Nice work. Says, um, but I want to ask, how can I make YouTube a more personal and enjoyable experience? I feel like that I always have to cater to my audience. Personal videos don't perform as well. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the that's kind of the thing, right? So when it comes to having the um, you know, personal and enjoyable experience, like the enjoyable thing, that should be built in. But in terms of like the personal experience, in terms of people responding to your personal stuff, like that's something you can't like force, right? So what you have there is you have content on your channel that performs higher than the content that you make that's more personal related. So if you want to have, you know, more um, people respond to your personal stuff, then, you know, you're going to have to cater that a little bit, which is not what you want to do. So because of that, just understand that when you publish that personal stuff, that it's just not going to perform as well. Like I have videos on my channel that I know when I publish this, it's not going to perform that well, um, or it's not going to perform that well out of the gate, one of the two. Um, but I'm putting this out there because people need to hear it, or this is information that I want to share. Or I want to show people this or whatever the thing happens to be, even though I know that it's not going to be, you know, like my highest performing video out of the last 10, as an example, I know, Hey, this video is probably going to slide in at like a seven, maybe an eight, but you know what? I'm doing it anyway. Um, so that's kind of the, you know, that's kind of the approach because when it comes to, you know, publishing content, you know, you do want to add, you know, some of that personal stuff as well, because that's the stuff that, you know, helps people connect with you. So, you know, adding that type of thing can be great, but just understand that when you publish that content while you're building that audience of people that dig that stuff, you know, it, it, it might underperform, um, compared to the other content. Holy cow, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, super special guest today. Cody Warner, what is up, my man? What is up, Nick? How's it going, it's been man? A while, man. How are you? Yeah. I I see the link when like when you send out the link. I see the link, and every time I'm just like, dang it, I'm doing this, or I'm doing that, or whatever. And right now I'm just in the office alone, and I'm like, I'm hopping in. I'm hopping in right now. That's what's going on. Yeah, what's going on with you, man? Nice, dude, man. I'm I'm doing awesome, man. How's life treating you uh, over there? Yeah, I'm just enjoying myself, man. Still, you know, doing the thing. 
I'm still in Thailand, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah, man. Just, just doing the thing. Yeah. Yeah. How about yeah, you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Stuff's good here. I mean, the, good. everything with like uh, case wise and, and all of the stuff is a little bit disheartening still here, you know, in terms of sure. like, uh, you know, g- getting out and about and, and, collabs and all the stuff that I love to do. But, uh, but no, my family's, my family's healthy and I'm trying to have adventures and like do fun stuff and make cool videos. So it's all good. Good, 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 man. It's awesome. Awesome to see you here. Hey man, you want to help me answer some YouTube questions? Yeah. Yeah. So here's one that you're really good at. We just had one here. Um, and this is something that you're really good at is making that, you know, that connection with the people that watch your videos. Like, you know, for those of you that don't know, if you haven't watched, you know, Cody's videos before, like he's excellent at, you know, at just, you know, like when you watch his videos, you feel like a buddy that he shared the video with. Right. So it's not like like his stuff isn't like, hey, I'm just trying to like throw stuff at you when you watch his content. Like you feel like, hey, he's talking to me like this is, you know, like we're buddies and he sent me this video. Like that's that's the vibe that you get from his content. Um, but but what um, this person, um, the Eternal Samurai asked was. They're getting close to a thousand subscribers, um, but they want to know how to make YouTube a more personal and, and enjoyable experience. They said that they feel like they always have to cater to their audience um, mm-hmm. and that personal videos don't perform as well. Right. And like, you know, like Nick was saying, I was listening to that, to that conversation. Oh. And, uh, you know, that is in, in large part, just like the nature of the beast, right? Like people, there's that saying that goes, uh, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care on YouTube. It's, it's actually a little bit flipped. <laughs> like people don't care about your personal life, about, you know, your family or like your crazy, weird niche hobbies that, that, you know, your channel isn't about, but like something that you're interested in. You just want to share it. Like I get that wanting to make videos about stuff that you love and just share that with the people who watch your videos, but then being discouraged when they don't see them, you know, be, you know, it do, doesn't get pushed up in the algorithm. It doesn't get like served to all of your subscribers. Like I totally, like I've been there thousands of, maybe not thousands, but hundreds of times. <laughs> and yeah, and, and so I get that. But I think the first step is to kind of just like step back and be like, don't take it personally. Like it's not, it's just confusing for a viewer to see you talking about something that they're not used to you talking about, you know? So like, and when there's a YouTube channel, just like human nature to like, we, we see a YouTube channel, we see the person on that channel and we kind of put them in a category. And then it's, it's like when you meet somebody who, you know, from school, but like you meet them at like an underground rave and you're like, bro, like, I thought that you were like this grade A student. Like, what are you doing at this underground rave? This is crazy. You know, it's it's a weird pillow on their face. (laughs) <laughs> right right you yeah, know so like, on the face like oh man i didn't think i'd see you here so, wow, you should <laughs> no, sorry yeah no how's algebra <laughs> treating you um yeah so don't take it personally just know that um you know we're all allowed to have our own interesting hobbies and stuff and like the the fact that people don't yet want to know about that side of your life that's totally fine like it's that's normal and then the second thing is just continue to to grow and build and, you know, hopefully you're at least still semi interested in like what the target of your channel is like the stuff that you feel like you're making that caters to the audience. Hopefully you're still at least semi interested in that. Um, 
continue to to dive in there, continue to like try to present those topics in interesting ways and in ways that feel exciting to you and like and do feel a little bit more personal and just continue to grow and know that at some point, you know, at least a percentage of the people who are subscribed to you, the people who are watching your videos are going to want to know all of the other aspects of your life. Like they'll just get interested in you as a person um, at some point. And the truth is like, even now that is true. I'm not sure how the percentages would work out, but even now probably five, 10, 15, 20% of the people who watch your videos would be interested in that sort of content. It's just, you're not going to see the same, the same amount of views that you see on your normal stuff on that stuff. And that's totally, that's totally fine. You know, last thing I'll say is for a lot of those, like, um, a lot of those topics that like, I don't feel like they really fit into my YouTube channel. Uh, but I really want to make a video about it, or I feel like I have something to share that is important. I'll, I'll just take those videos. I'll turn my camera sideways and I'll put them on Instagram reels or TikTok, you know? And I just, I just use those two platforms as like, I'm really into working out, but like no one on my, on my YouTube channel cares about my workouts, but on Instagram, I feel like it's a place where I can post me working out and workout stuff. And like, and be fine with it. Same thing with tick. TikTok is like a whole different TikTok is like a whole different world because really there there is like the niche thing that happens on TikTok, but you can anybody in any niche, I think, can make a good video on TikTok and have it just get blasted out to the audience that it's meant for like way more easily than we can do on on YouTube or Instagram. So, you might even get like millions of views on a video that uh <laughs> is way super off of what you do on YouTube, but it's super on point for the audience that you're targeting at TikTok. So those are some of my thoughts. Don't be discouraged, keep going, keep growing. Know that in the future, people will be more interested in that more well-rounded, like all around stuff and use other platforms to kind of scratch that itch right now. Yeah, and with that too, you know, like right now you're just crossing or getting close to a thousand subscribers. But another thing that you can um, leverage in that situation on YouTube specifically as well is um, is stories. So you know, like YouTube Stories, it's a little bit of a different experience also. So you can also use that as a way to just show behind the scenes stuff, like hey, this is what I'm working on. This is you know what you know. Hey, we're at this restaurant. You know, we're doing this type of thing. You know, to where you can use that as a as an additional tool to just show things that wouldn't necessarily be a great fit in terms of video content or live streaming content on your channel. Um, and another thing as well on the personal side is live streaming is great for that. Um, so, you know, with live streaming, if you can think of, you know, the unique value that you can offer to your audience through live streaming. Um, one awesome thing about live streaming is that, you know, you have no choice but to like be authentic and, you know, every now and then you'll just talk about random things and stuff like that in your live stream. And those can also be things that are, you know, just kind of like your personal opinions on stuff and things like that. And those types of things are what help people identify that like, hey, they think like I do or they're the same type of person or they care about, you know, the same things I do, that kind of stuff as well. Um, so just thinking of it from that perspective of, you know, like once I get stories, I'm going to start using stories to, you know, let people know, you know, more about my personality and things like that as well, or live streaming or something like that. Um, really quick, Bill Dubé, thank you for the super chat. Um, Miss Lighty Daycare Marketing says, um, hola, Nick, hola, says, um, I really need your help because I stream live and some people are not able to hear the audio. Um, I've checked on my phone and computers and the sound is streaming great. So mm -hmm. if you hear it coming through great, then, then it's fine. 
Um, so sometimes you'll have trolls that will come in. It happens here too um, during this stream. Um, so sometimes you'll have trolls come in and they'll just keep going like, hey, no audio, no audio, no audio for the sake of, you know, just kind of throwing you off um, during your stream. Sometimes your audio is broken and you got to fix it. But if you test it and you can hear it coming through, okay, um, then you should be fine. Um, so in that case, you're probably okay. Just make sure that you're, that you're, that you're testing it on like, something different so for example if you're streaming through your computer um then test it like on your phone for example to make sure that it's coming through the stream and that you're not actually feeding it back through the computer um, as an example so um let's see here shut up and react says i've been following your advice since 200 comes now at eleven thousand plus thank you high five and fist bump to you nice work uh, guys. on that one love those when uh when those come in so um, let's see here. So uh, let's see your fly ride says that was a Cody video wrapped up in a Nick stream. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's see here. So next up on our list, um, I'm going to hop back into the form here. Um, so this one's coming from AR Knight and they do gaming content. The goal of the channel is to make people smile. Awesome goal, right? Can't go, can't go wrong with that one. Um, the question is, why don't I get more views on my stream slash videos? Cody, from your experience, when people don't get um views on their videos they don't get views on their live streams or any of the stuff that they're doing um what does that typically come down to because i always have my version of that um that i shared during the stream so like what does that typically come down to um from your experience uh i mean or you can pass <laughs> i know again i'll just i just i just want to think of like the best way to frame it because it's a for me i always i always try to i always try to address a question like this from like the emotional health of the creator first, right? So again, do not take it personally if you're not getting views or watches or followers or subscribes or any of that stuff. Like views and what people like personally think about you are just like two separate things, all right? And we, we need to do a better job as creators of just keeping them separate, um, especially like as new generations start coming into the fray here and like it, it's really easy to to have a big part of our identity wrapped up in like how many views are we getting how many likes are we getting why are my friends getting internet famous and i'm not and and like we just need to do a really good job of like keeping that on the forefront talking about it and and trying to separate those things because um you know to get your identity wrapped up in in some of this stuff it can be really really detrimental so first yeah. first things first don't take it personally um you know second thing is probably you just haven't put in enough time like I, and this is this is a tough way to answer it because like who knows maybe you've been doing this for 10 years and like you're not seeing the results that you want to see and and that can be tough but yeah, for me like i was i was doing i was making videos for um quite a long time, maybe like 11 years before I found YouTube and then found an audience on YouTube and then started to get some traction on YouTube and then started to grow the channel. And then, you know, like it just, it just takes a really long time. It takes a crazy number of reps to start to see results. And, um, and so that's why I really try to frame things as Let's not look at the metrics. Like the metrics are like a secondary um, assessment. First thing that we need to be looking at is our own growth as a video creator, as a live streamer, a gamer, or whatever you're doing. Like, what are the metric? What are the things, the goals that you have complete control over? 
Um, you know, like, did I make two videos this week? Did I watch the content of, you know, did I learn for an hour this week about how to, about how to grow myself personally as a video creator or whatever, like the stuff that you can completely control. So you're checking those boxes. Those are called lead measures, like stuff that you actually have control over. And then the lag measures, the stuff like follows and likes and streams and stuff, that stuff will all come after you start nailing, you know, and finding your, your key demographic. And, um, you know, you start honing your stories down and you start speaking more concisely and you start more speaking more directly and like, and the retention's not falling off and like all the stuff starts happening when that all starts to happen. And that's stuff that you can control. That's when the, the views and follows and subscribes start coming, you know? So just keep your head in the game. Uh, to quote, I think, uh, <laughs> high school musical and, and, and keep going, you know, and, and try to try to get yourself in environments and situations, um, like this with like-minded people here in the chat, you know, and some of the Facebook groups that Nick was mentioning earlier, like-minded people who just, you're kicking around ideas and you're, we're all treading water here. And, uh, and, and, you know, every once in a while, one of us like blasts off and it, and it's amazing and we can root for each other, like stay in these environments that, that don't keep you focused so much on metrics more focused on, on growth, on personal growth. Yeah. And, and with that, you know, um, one of the things that, that I want to highlight is the reps, you know, you, you talked about, you know, kind of putting in the reps and I think that's a really important part and it's, and it's tough because, you know, another thing that you mentioned is, you know, like, Hey, why are my friends getting like internet famous? I'm not like that kind of stuff. And like when you're, when you're putting in the reps, like what that basically means is that you're, that you're going through the process of, you know, creating videos on a regular basis, live streaming on a regular basis, reassessing like, okay, this is what I did. How do people respond to this? How can I make this better? How can I take the new stuff that I've learned this week and apply it to the new content that I'm putting out? And you just kind of keep rinsing and repeating that process as you go through the learning curve. And then like, there will come a point as long as you keep assessing, improving, assessing, improving, and doing the reps, you know, like Cody was talking about, there will come a point to where you're like, hey, you know, people are starting to watch my videos more. People are starting to click on my videos more. People are starting to leave some comments on my channel. I'm getting, you know, more likes now. People are sharing my content. Wow, this is great. Um, and then, you know, you'll start noticing these things, you know, picking, picking up over time as you continue putting in the reps in terms of, you know, publish, assess, um, publish, assess, publish, assess. Um, if you just keep doing that, um, then you, that'll put you back on the right track. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we have another internet superstar coming in. Benji Travis in the house. What is up, Benji? Hey, what's up, man? Can you hear me clearly? I hear you like you're coming. If, 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 you, if you say that uh, hearing you clearly is like talking through a Pringles can, then yeah, you sound great. Man. <laughs> it's, it's, it sounds like your camera mic instead of your podcasting uh, oh, really? mic. Yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's oh. not coming through your, through your, uh, through your shirt. Well, we got to fix that. Uh, hold on a second. I'll be right back. Okay. Yeah, I had an intro made for Benji. Um, it's not finished yet. So, so basically, Cody, what I've been doing, man, is um, um, basically like for these live streams. So, like when people come on on a regular basis, I create yeah. all these like crazy intros for them. So, um, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's, it's all kinds of fun. So, uh, so for example, right. like, uh, um, like this is like this is Roberto's because you know how he's like uh, you know Star Wars and he's like you know heavily on the dark side and all that. Like this yeah. is Roberto's. Uh, Lord of YouTube. Is it clear now? Can you hear me? No. No. Nope. Yeah, I mean I can hear you, but but you yeah. sound like you're coming through a Pringles can. So it's definitely okay. picking up the wrong mic. 
Yeah. But yeah, so I make these intros. So like Bendy's been coming on and I've been like, you know, making you want to, making you want to, making you want. But I got the voiceover back. I just didn't have time to uh, to put, you know, all the music and sound effects and all that. I stuff. love that you're doing that, man. That's so cool. Yeah. Just makes it fun. You know, yeah. it makes it, uh, you know, a little bit more entertaining. So um, really quick, Von Sanders. Um, oops. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> what I get for messing around. No, uh, it's good. Everyone loves focus. it. Focus. Yeah. So um, let's see here. So um, um, Von Sanders. Welcome to the Nimanati. Make sure next time you get the chance, go to nimanvip.com. It's going to redirect you to our members-only Facebook group. Fill out all the information on the way in. Um, and then right after this live stream, I'll be going through and, um, and adding you to the group. But just make sure you fill out everything on the way in because that's how I verify that you're a member um, on the way in. Pringles and, can um, still? No. Sounding so crisp and clean, yeah, bro. Like you upgraded cold. to Doritos. Well, yeah. I, I want to tell you, the reason I wanted to come on was a really important question for Cody. No way. Did you used to go to underground raves? <laughs> oh, man. I'm so <laughs> now I, feel, I feel like yeah. I've uh, released a scene. I've never been. I've literally never been to a rave. I was, just, I'm a, thinking, I was like, well, that's a, that's a very random example. Right, right. Um, but yeah. I was just so. trying to think of the opposite of school, and that was what popped into my head. So <laughs> it's good to see you, Cody. Good, good to see, to see you. you. <laughs> So Benji, man, how's life? How's uh, how's everything? You you doing well? Very good. I, I got a little thirty minute Peloton session, so amped up for the weekend. Love Obviously, that. listen to your live stream, and uh, it's it's interesting. I want to tell you, Nick, we uh, wrote the second edition of YouTube Secrets, and nice. I couldn't not add you when we talk about live streaming because you are truly the goat. And um, there's a section in there where I added you. And so anyways, you've done a lot for me in this community. I want to thank you. And so I'm excited to be on here today. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you for that, Benji. Super, uh, super, super uh, humbled by that. So thank you uh, very much and excited to be uh, to be a part of that um, as well. So thank you very much. For sure. You know, one thing I want to add, Nick, uh, just jumping right back into it. There was a question about. Uh, not being able to add your personality. You know, my wife and I were vloggers, as you already know, and we still vlog five times a week, but it happened after Judy built out her niche, built out her community, and then she started a secondary channel. So a lot of YouTubers have seen what we've done, and they've also wanted to put out their personality through vlogs, and they always aspire. There's one YouTuber I remember back in the day was blowing up on Snapchat and Instagram stories. And they said, yeah, you know, I still want to have a vlog. It's like, why, why do you feel like you need a vlog? You have your stories. You have your Snapchat. That basically is a vlog. That's a way to connect with your audience. And the reason I bring this up is, and we talk about this in the second edition, YouTube stories. If you have YouTube stories, you should be throwing up all that testing, experimental, personal stuff up there. Because if you want to stay on YouTube, obviously, I totally agree with what Cody said, uh, making uh, Instagram content, TikTok content. But YouTube stories, I think it lives outside of your niche. And it is more the personal side of you. Like there's a lot more flexibility there because people aren't getting that notification in their feed the same way. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It does. Absolutely. And, you know, another thing, too, is that also like for somebody that wants to 
um, you know, share the personality side since stories do get in front of non-subscribers just like they get in front of subscribers. That's also a great way to build that side of your audience as well. So yeah. that when you do sprinkle out that content, um, if you do decide to, you know, put that content in your channel that, you know, that you've actually, you know, grown some of that audience through the stories that you're putting out too. And so, so one excellent. more thing I want to add there, Nick, and, and this is one of the thesis of the second edition, you know, we probably switched up 20 to 30%, but one big change was if you want to grow on YouTube, you need to grow on YouTube. And there's so many new tools, you know, I mean, like when we first started, there wasn't stories. There definitely wasn't shorts. How many different monetization tools? And the one thing that's not changed, ironically, that makes YouTube still relevant is the algorithm and search. It's so powerful that I believe you can start second channels now and it's not going to be detrimental to your time and efforts because the algorithm just knows. People are starting second short channels and the audience are getting fed that content as long as you use the right tags. You know, you, you promote your own content. It's kind of crazy. I mean, you don't have to do as much work anymore. And that's what's awesome. I think about like, I don't know, I call it like generation three YouTube now. Yeah. And especially with shorts too, like an awesome thing there is that um, from a competition perspective, like, of course, you know, there's, you know, there's competition there, but just in terms of historically. So, you know, like currently when you publish a video on YouTube, cause YouTube still shows videos that were published 10 years ago. So, you know, like when you publish a video right now, you're competing with like a huge, like a ginormous uh, archive of content on YouTube. Yeah. When you publish a short, like that whole thing is just getting started. I mean, you have some stuff that might've been shorter, but it wasn't really intended for that. Um, but, but you're really only competing with stuff that's just being uploaded, you know, within the last, you know, little bit of time um, since they've been letting shorts out. Another so thing I'm seeing with shorts too is, you know, with shorts, you get like three different results in your feed, right? Because when you go to shorts, a vertical video. So they're saying, I've seen some of the creators I follow who are short creators, they will fill two of the three spots. So not only are you getting artificially more exposure because they're really just stuffing it in front of you, you could potentially demand a lot more attention than you think. And that's why anytime a platform you know, offers a new tool, you should definitely leverage it because they're really premature, not premature, artificially trying to promote that function or that tool. My E-Class Invites got approved for the YouTube Partner Program. High five, fist bump to you. Nice work on that one. Step one, complete, right? <laughs> milestone one, complete. Mission one, complete. Actually, that might be like milestone two, I guess, because you get that first 100, you get that, you know, that custom URL, and then uh, now you got into the partner program. So congratulations um, to you on that. Okay, so um, next question that we have here. Um, okay, let's talk about this. So I made a video, um, guys, the other day um, called, I think it's like seven myths about YouTube. And one of those myths, is the one that's on the screen right now about um, it doesn't seem like the algorithm shows smaller channels. So um, what are your what are your thoughts on YouTube showing the content of smaller channels on YouTube? My my personal opinion is they do try to bring up new creators. I've actually heard this from people that work at YouTube. They are trying to find these small creators because what they realize is if they can help you get going, that's like a whole nother potential like hours and hours and hours of watch time from you and the audience you're going to be building. So they do try to bring up new creators. And then two, it's in YouTube's best interests 
if you are a great content creator to put your content in front of people. Because ultimately what YouTube wants is maximum amount of watch time, maximum amounts of minutes on the platform. So this is why actually the, the size of your channel is really arbitrary to the quality of your content. So that's my personal opinion. Cody, thoughts? Can't hear you. Your mic is off. Yeah, I'm muted. I'm muted. Sorry about that. Sorry. I think that um, you know when you have a when you have a big channel when you got a bunch of subscribers, I think YouTube just knows uh, they have a better idea of who you are as a channel and 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 a better idea of which of your subscribers are gonna like the piece of content that you just put out. So you're gonna see larger channels their view velocity is going to seem greater, right? Because YouTube didn't have to figure out what is this video, who is this person, and who should we show it to? Um, what you're going to see on smaller channels and on, you know, on good pieces of, of YouTube content that uh, get released and, and have like zero view velocity or nothing, um, but it's a good piece of content, right? And it's like targeted and there's an audience for it. There's definitely an audience for it. And they got their they got their title on point. They got their thumbnail on point. You click that thing and you can't click away from it for the first eight minutes of the video because it's amazing. What you're gonna see is over time, at some point, that video is gonna hit in the algorithm and it's gonna get served to the people who need to see it, who want to see it, who also don't click away for eight minutes. Like, it's just you're not gonna see the same sort of like crazy overnight growth as you see on a larger channel. But if you're making a good piece of content with a crazy awesome thumbnail, with a crazy uh, click-through rate, and and the audience retention on that thing is solid, like it's gonna hit at some point in the future. So I don't know. It doesn't directly answer the question, but yeah, it, it, like you, if you make good stuff, that and I don't mean good stuff and like like artistically every all the stuff on youtube is good because it's self-expression it's like you you took something from inside your head and you put it on the world like it's good in the in the personal growth way you know again i'm trying to separate that from if you make stuff that uh has a great click-through rate has a great thumbnail has a great title and has amazing audience retention it will find views at some point in its life on youtube yeah, and another way, another perspective. This is what I. This is the way I, I framed it in the in the video. Is like, let's say that you um, that you have a hundred subscribers on your YouTube channel, and you are making the same exact video as somebody that has a um, hundred thousand subscribers on their YouTube channel. Um, at the time of publish, the likelihood of the one hundred thousand subscriber channel having a better start. Like, let's say you both publish them at the same moment that 100,000 subscriber channel right out of the gate because YouTube has so much data on their channel like Cody was talking about. They have so much data in terms of, you know, the, the people that typically respond to content on the channel, things like that. So the amount of people that are likely to see that video at the time of publish are, is going to be, you know, extremely high. That does not guarantee though that they're going to respond positively to that content. It just means that they're that there's going to be more people that see it at the time of publish. Now, if people respond like okay to that, but it's not great, then it'll because it'll still you know get views over time, but it's not going to end up being like a superstar piece of content for that channel. 
However, the channel that had 100 subscribers that published the same video or similar video, with that one, they might have a slow start out of the gate. However, if YouTube starts showing that to people like Cody was talking about, and people are like clicking on it a lot, they're watching it for a longer period of time, they're sharing it with people, and they're just having all of these positive signals coming in, six months down the road, that video on that 100 um, subscriber channel might end up having way more views than the video on the 100,000 subscriber channel because it's a better piece of content. And even though, you know, the two people, you know, might have put the same amount of effort into it, or maybe the maybe the 100,000 subscriber put less effort, and that's why it's not the one that's good. But, you know, you have, um, you know, essentially the same piece of content, but if people respond to that video that's on the um, 100 subscriber channel at a higher rate, then over time, that video is going to end up doing better than the video on the 100,000 subscriber channel. I've got 800,000 subscribers on my channel, and I have a video on my channel that I published over a month ago that still doesn't have 10,000 views on it. And it's because topically, it's not a great fit for you. Um, in terms of the packaging, I didn't do a great job. The retention on it isn't fantastic. Like it'll do okay in search over time. It continues to get views every day and all of that. But if somebody on a channel that was just a little bit more sp specific in terms of the audience, but they're a much smaller channel, like even one of you, you know, like if you have like a thousand subscribers on your channel, if you publish that same video, there's a really good chance that your video is going to end up outperforming mine just because, you know, mine just, it wasn't a great video. And I'm, and I'm, you know, and I'm, uh, you know, and I have to own that <laughs> when it doesn't do well. Right. But, you know, because of that, even though, you know, the channel's bigger, um, you know, there's, there's going to be much smaller channels that have made a very similar video. They're going to end up doing better. So, I wanted you know, to say one mind. more thing, Nick, if you don't mind to Luke town, two things, and it's going to come, this is totally out of left field compared to what we all just said. Number one, everyone starts from zero. Everyone's yeah. a small channel once. Right. right? And two, yeah. no channel that's been successful ever worried about being a small channel they focus on making quality content and if you do that over and over i use it like a very extreme analogy could you imagine nick if marvel decided to put out avengers 4 or whatever right on a completely no-name channel with zero subscribers youtube will find a way to get views on that video why because it's so amazing it's so entertaining Initially, guess what? That channel might not be aligned with the Marvel fans, but you know what? If there's the right tags and right things, Marvel fans will get a chance to see it. Maybe only 100 people, maybe only 10 people. But those 10 people, if they're Marvel fans, they're going to watch every single minute. And those 10 people will turn into 100 people, will turn into 1,000. So this is why I, I really want to harp on this idea of like, it doesn't matter what size your channel is. Nick brought up a great example. There's plenty of channels that have millions of subscribers that get puny amounts of views compared to that. It all is based off of the quality of the video and does it keep people's attention and ultimately keep them on the platform. If you can do that successfully, actually the subscribers, all that doesn't matter. It, you'll just get views, 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 and views. And you just have to do it consistently. Another example in our space, right? So, um, so for example, there's a, there's a, a channel that, um, that is relatively new. I mean, the channel has been there for a while, but he's like, you know, moving hard into the YouTube space. Um, but it's called film booth. He puts out amazing content. It's all, you know, storytelling, um, based content, my content, it's more just like direct informational content. Um, like I just want to get you to the stuff. Um, but his actually, you know, entertains you in a massive way as he's sharing the information as well. And people are responding seriously to that content. So the oh, channel is yeah. much smaller than mine, but some of his videos, because he's so good at what he does, some of his videos are just blowing me out of the water. So, oh, yeah. you know, so because of that, you know, it's just important to know that, you know, that the actual channel size initially, sure it matters. Um, but in terms of long-term video performance, 
there's no bearing on 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 or there's no importance in terms of channel size when it comes to long-term performance of a, of a video on youtube oh that's so, a great uh, channel so I, so I think we've beat that horse pretty <laughs> severely. <laughs> so, so we'll so we'll uh, so we'll grab another one here. So I'm um, gonna see here. Jeffrey W. Super says I'm having a hard time recovering from a lingering sickness. What do you do to rebound and get back on track creating content again? I'm gonna be upfront. So these two gentlemen here on 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 the screen are way more into um into the fitness side of things than I am. So they probably have much more experience on this one than I do. So take it away, fellas. Cody. I mean, it's tough with, I think, uh, you know, I don't know, like the, I don't know the details of, of, of what you're struggling with or we're struggling with or getting over and at, at what stage you are and getting over and all that stuff. So first thing is just like, be patient with yourself and, and, you know, sometimes trying to push it is not the, is not the proper way to get back into it. You know, it's, it's more about, um, just taking your time and finding a, a new pace and a, a, what's good for you. But for me, like when I get in a slump or get, I, I had uh, COVID at the end of, or earlier this year. And so I did stop making videos for about a week while I was in like isolation. Um, I, for, for me, like the thing that helped was to get back in once I was healed and my isolation time was over, um, get back into the routine of stuff that like energizes me. So for me, that is working out and, um, and drinking coffee and, and kind of being out in, you know, in a safe way, but out, out and about and, and just finding stuff that is around me that's interesting to me. And that kind of motivates me to jot down a bunch of ideas and then execute on one of them. So getting back in those kind of energizing routines and, and habits, uh, I think is, is a big thing for me. Yeah. And I, I want to go ahead and acknowledge the fact that I'm sure there's a lot of people that are going through sickness, COVID-19, all these kinds of things. And uh, it, it makes me think of uh, one time I wasn't sick, but I hurt myself. So I did one of these crazy races. Uh, I forget what it's called. It's like the the Spartan warrior. And I did it for the very first time, right? With no training. I just signed up literally that week and I decided to do the extreme one, right? And I remember going into the little huddle with all the guys at the beginning. We're like the first ones to get on the course. And these guys are screaming chants. It's like they have been doing this for decades or whatever. And I was like, oh, I am totally out of my league. Now I pride myself on being healthy and you know having endurance, but I was obviously not supposed to be there. Anyways, halfway through, I fell off of one of the obstacles and I broke my collarbone in like nine different pieces. Okay. And I tried to like tough it out and run or whatever. Anyway, so I had to have surgery on my collarbone. I still have literally like screws and nails and framing all in there sometimes gives me pain. But I remember during the recovery, you know, obviously it couldn't work out and I was definitely a little depressed. And the way I got through that wasn't going back to running half marathons and going back into the gym. I just started walking on a treadmill, not even incline, just slowly walking. And so over time, I did incline. I, I do all that stuff. And the reason I bring that up is you don't have to jump right back into it. You don't have to be 100%. You don't have to be like on it. You can start little steps, little baby steps, little by little 
over time. And so that's what I did. And anybody going through hardship or sickness or an injury, uh, I think that would be more realistic for people to know that you can do it slowly and gradually. And that is probably more realistic for most people. Because uh, I know David Goggins would have probably finished that Spartan race with a broken collarbone, but I'm not like that. I live like, like 30 seconds into me trying. I was like, I'm done. I think I broke my collarbone. I was out of there. And uh, yeah, that's that's how I do it. I, I, I focus on where I want to be, but I don't get too hard on myself about the process to get back there. That's good. And on the mental side too, like same exact thing goes, you know, like mentally um, as it does physically is, you know, like when you do find yourself in a, in a hard time or just kind of down in the dumps, you know, just kind of taking those small steps, like, okay, let's start with like the first hour of the day. Let me not open my phone or let me start deleting some of these right. news apps or, <laughs> you know, like yeah. that kind of stuff to where you just start taking these small steps into the direction that you want to go. Excellent advice. Um, Benji. Absolutely. Yeah. And I like that too. And th I think that goes for not just if you're going through sickness or some kind of injury or whatever. It's like, even today, the topic is haters, negativity, and trolling for my broadcast in about less than an hour. And I think that it's a great point. You have to protect your mind, right? So whenever you're going through those hard times, sometimes you do have to turn off the phone. Sometimes you have to get away from the things that are putting those bad thoughts. Because what, I was going to say a cheesy answer before giving my, my Spartan race warrior answer. And I do believe it starts with your mind right? And the thoughts you put into it. And the fact that that person, I forgot, I, I was hoping to see their name, ask that question means that they might have some doubts, they might have some struggles. And the first thing you need to do is shut whatever off that is putting that negativity into your mind. Because if this is good, the body is good. And if the body and the mind's good, the spirit is good. And I, I don't know about you, Nick, but like this morning, I wasn't feeling like getting on the Peloton. In fact, I was supposed to run today and do like deadlifts. So I was like, you know, I'll just do the Peloton, listen to Nick while I do, I'm going to take it easy. And uh, I threw on some like motivational kind of uh, clips on YouTube. Boom. I'm like in a completely different mindset. I'm turning the red knob. I, I broke uh, the record of my last time I did. And again, it all started with what I was thinking about because before I got on the Peloton and Nick, I'll give you credit. You probably were helping me get into the mindset too. Um, but that's the point. This is why I like watching people like Nick. This is why I like connecting with people like Cody, because when you do get the right thoughts into your mind, everything else gets triggered. So, uh, I forget where I was going with that, but that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. Protect good stuff. Mind. Really good stuff. So really quick. Um, I just want to, um, just really fast. So today, um, for the stream, the top chatters of the stream today have been Albie Tastic in the number one spot was so far 159, um, chat messages. So thank you, um, Albie Tastic for, um, just your interaction for, you know, being a part and just being so active here. Um, Doug is in the number two spot with 88. Um, Fit Dad Chris is in the number three spot with 68. And um, uh, RR Primetime KD is in the next spot with 46. So I just want to thank you guys um, just for, you know, for interacting, for being a part um, of the stream and just being so um, interactive here. So um, I just wanted to just bring some attention to you guys really quick and just say thank you. Um, so, okay. So as we move on to the, um, the next question, we have, <clears throat> excuse me. Hey, Luke Town, our pleasure. Super chat. Um, let's see here. So next up we have, we get took care of AR Knight. Um, so next up we have SD Huston. SD Huston says they do fiction writing content. 
The goal of the channel is to establish an author platform, add value to the um, author tube community. And the question is, one of my best videos includes the month, year, um, July 2021 of current writing trends on the thumbnail and title. I feel I should eventually change this to the year um, or to just the year as the info source is updated yearly. But when should I make this change? Um, my recommendation is, you know, once the new year flips over, then make the change then. Um, or actually, we're already past July. So, yeah, since we're already past um, July, then I would actually just go ahead and make the change now. Because if, if you're going to keep the 2021 on there, um, then in that case, I would just take the July off now so that it's still relevant for 2021. Any additional Smart. thoughts on that, guys? I agree. Okay. Um, next one that we have here on the list, we have... Eric, let's just, I'm just going to follow Cody around here a little bit here. Hold on. Let's just watch <laughs> Cody make coffee. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that's what we're gonna dope. do is I'm actually gonna turn on music here and we're just gonna we're just gonna kinda talk in the background and kinda like this is a like a, this is like live vlogging. It's like you know, it's like this yeah, if I did a live stream of just my life, this is this is what you'd see a lot. This is coffee cup number two. Nice. This, so Benji, do you wanna do you wanna commentate here? Okay, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, this kind of reminds me of when you were dancing the other week, Nick. Okay, wow. so um this is what we've got going on today. We've got a little bit of silk you know, milk substitute that's going to go into a um, drip coffee, oat silk milk. Yeah, it looks like, it looks like oat yeah. silk. I'm really yep. liking that. I'm really liking that purple container that that's in. And of course, and, um, Co Cody, like Cody's got like the most like uh, magazine-esque kitchen of life. He does. Looks like he yeah. should be on the Food Network. He's doing the uh, pour uh, from high up to get the air kind of mixed up. And uh, Nick, you take it look from here. Sip. Look at the sip. Can we just pause for a second? Oh, look at that sip. Oh, it's a great sip right there. That was a fantastic Did he just sip. freeze? It's so good that it actually froze the camera. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the camera could not even handle wow. that sip. That was such a good sip. The camera didn't even. <laughs> okay, yeah, that was I'm, fantastic. I don't know what he's sip. doing, but it's, I'm killer. Oh, that entire space. Look at that. Gorgeous. Is, where is that? Is that your house or are you somewhere? Yeah, this is my co-working space. This is my office. Nice. Nice. Yeah, cool spot. Love that kitchen. Yeah, like Benji was saying, like in terms of like, uh, that's like an Instagram kitchen all day long. Right. Yeah, it's good Right. Stuff. I should start, I should get into food content and use that more. Yeah. <laughs> At I least coffee. It, you know, just, every video is just Cody standing there sipping coffee. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> good stuff. So, okay. Uh, Chatty Cassie so says, thanks for giving me videos, live replays to binge during this year. They are a wealth of information. My pleasure. Glad that you are enjoying the, uh, glad that you're enjoying the content. So um, our next question here is from First Class Gamer, um, and they do motivational, a, a motivation gaming channel. That's cool. That's a unique twist. Mm. As um, um, the goal of the channel, um, behind the controller, we are all the same. This is, this is good. Um, the question, will it affect our growth if I upload content two to three times a week while streaming three to five days a week coming from a gamer channel, but also helpful to any channel as well? Um, if it was me and I was on that channel, because um, I would need more information um, in terms of your channel specifically, but if it was me, um, I would actually just do one a day. So I would do like if you're going to do two to three times a week of um, uh, video content, then I would have those two to three uh, videos per week that you put out. And then I would live stream on the other days if you're wanting to put out daily content. Reason for that is just to give things a little bit of room to breathe because, you know, you are going to be that content is all going to be getting, you know, shown in different places around YouTube and the live stream content, you know, of course, will carry a little bit more weight while you're live compared to, you know, the replay and stuff. But you're going to have all this new content going out there. So I would just give each piece of content a little bit of room to breathe. Um, and by room to breathe, I just mean 
do your live stream today, publish a video tomorrow, publish, you know, do the live stream the next day, publish a video and just kind of get into a rhythm with that um, and see how that works out on your channel. And if you find that like, hey, people aren't responding to any of this stuff, then I would slow down a little bit on the live streaming and go um, and just kind of let the videos breathe a little bit more and do a little bit less live streaming. Um, that would be my recommendation. Benji? Yeah, you know, it makes me think of Matt Geelan. He uh, does a lot of research. In fact, he was the first YouTube expert I ever met in 2010. He was working at the MCN that my wife and I were at. And so he's really smart. He understands the algorithm, probably the closest other than like maybe a Daryl Eves. And he actually has a whole video on this. And he actually says like two to three a week, no matter what it is, is like a good cadence for YouTube. They like that. But also this is coming from someone that vlogs five times a week with my wife, right? I think all of it is um, it's valid. I think that you want to consider it. But you have to first ask yourself, what's your goal? What are you trying to accomplish? Maybe you're just trying to get in the reps. I, I heard you saying that before I got on, Nick, right? How important the reps That's are. Pretty, yeah. So, I mean, like even if your reps aren't yielding the results that you want, who knows? I mean – Let's just, you know, it's funny you would tell them that, Nick, because let's just bring it back to years ago when you were doing your six hour live streams. There was like a, you know, 100 total people watching back then. I mm -hmm. mean, most experts would have said that was a waste of your time. Well, I'd argue long term, actually, it was a great use of your time. And the ROI on that is we can't even see it. I, I, I can't even go to people and talk about other YouTube coaches or experts without your name getting brought up. And it's probably because hundreds of hours of their lives were spent watching you and your brother in the early days just talking it up right and i'm still amazed every time i know that it, it sounds like i'm stroking your ego but really three hours hey, every really great, though. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> hey, keep it, keep it coming man so, this is great so my point for this person uh that asked this question and for anybody it's like where are you at right now if like for example you know like by the way nick is very thoughtful and he is gonna be purposeful with what he's doing on youtube but that's because he's in a different season of life right now. Where are you? That's the question, really. And maybe, maybe, okay, I'm not going to say about your content, but maybe, generally speaking, your content sucks right now. Well, to get out of suck, you have to practice. You have to get better and improve. And so there's no way around that. And uh, I think that I know it's getting kind of philosophical, but I'm on this kick right now of like, just do it. Just do it until it works. And guess what you're going to do? You're going to stop doing the stuff that doesn't work. And you're going to double down and triple down on what is working. And that's what being a YouTuber is all about. And so I think in the beginning, especially if you don't know, then you just got to try all these different things. You know, one of the downsides of reading my book or listening to different people, there's a million options of what you can do. Just figure out the one that fits for you. I should make that tactic. Yeah, and with that too, you know, the important thing that he mentioned there is like your goals. So it's like, you know, like if, you're, if your goal is like, you know, hey, I just want to do all of this content so I can get better at live streaming, I can get better making videos and all that, then, you know, then, then go for it and go all in. Um, and one thing to make sure that you're keeping in mind though is, um, is when you're just constantly in the state of making, you'll get really good at making. But with YouTube, you have to balance that making with making plus making in a way that people respond to if and only if 
you're like, hey, I'm trying to grow this channel and I'm trying to get attention to the channel. Like, because some people will do YouTube and they're just focused on making and that's awesome too. Um, but for the people that are that are like, hey, I also want to grow this channel and I want to grow it, you know, um, like as fast as I possibly can, then in that case, you know, make as much as you can, but also make sure that you're giving yourself some time to be able to go in and actually check how some of that stuff is performing so that you can cater some of your making um, when you need to in order to, you know, make your videos perform better. Um, so, you know, just keep that in mind. So don't make so much that you're not giving yourself enough time to analyze what it is that you're that you're doing unless it's already working so if you're like hey i'm making like crazy and people are loving it then by all means you know just keep keep walking down that road because you're you're you know you're you're doing the thing um shelly what's up nice to uh see you hanging out here in the stream today hope that you are doing awesome shelly saves um so let's see here as we continue on next question that we have here on the list you know let's just pull this one from the chat so if you have a question um, for, you know, we've got we've got Cody on here, we've got Benji on here. If you've got a question about what it is that you're doing on YouTube, um, just put a cue in front of your question, drop it in the chat right now, and um, and we'll just start pulling, you know, some random ones out of the um, out of the chat here. Um, so we got we're, we're going to do just a few more here before uh, before we wrap the uh, wrap the stream up. So um, here we go. Here's first one it says um, getting to space. First off, it's a cool channel name. Like you're trying to get the space. That's pretty cool. Um. Some of my latest videos are taking off, which is nice. How can I analyze them to find out what is working? Either one of you guys go. Okay, so uh, first off, it, you know, are they getting views, right? So one of the ways I audit a channel is I'm looking at the last six months and what is most popular. I am looking at how many views they get and why they got views. Go to the analytics, go to the audience retention area and literally use a function where you can sift through where like there's the highest amount of attention and ask yourself, why are people watching this? And then the second question is wherever there's a drop off, ask yourself, why are they dropping off? And this is a very simple thing that, has led to channels getting billions of views. Um, I think about even vlogs. Okay, vlogging is very difficult, okay? Because you have to first have an audience, typically, um, and then then they'll watch your vlogs. But if you're just starting off vlogging, then you're like, you're proving your personality to people. And it's like an uphill battle. But there is a channel called J House Vlogs that I met back in 2015. Less than 5,000 subscribers. They came to an event in Seattle called Vlogger Fair. And I remember um, he was like, asking me all these questions. And so what he would do with this family is he'd vlog. And so sometimes they're 20 minutes. And he would go in every single night into his audience retention graph. And he would see where the drop-offs were. And whatever they were vlogging about, whatever they were talking about, if it didn't keep their interest, he just never vlogged that again in the future. So little by little, he was shrinking down his vlogs from 20 minutes to 18 minutes, 10 minutes. And I think he got it down to like seven or eight minutes. Long story short, he hit a billion views in a matter of like half a, uh, half the time we, my wife and I did multiple millions of subscribers. He has videos that are like 10, 20, 30 million views. And it was all this practice of obsessing over what people didn't care about, what they cared about most, and just focusing on that. And so none of that had to do with what he was vlogging. It was about what the viewers were voting on. So that that's, I, I don't know if that was, I was trying to read the question as like I was thinking about it. Uh, was that, was that correct? Was I going in the right direction, Nick? Absolutely. And um, one thing with uh, J House Vlogs as well, for those of you that are familiar when the whole COPPA thing went down, um, is he actually kind of led the charge in terms of, you know, content oh, yeah. creators, uh, you know, bringing attention to that whole, you know, to that whole thing. Um, he actually kind of led the charge on uh, on that, which is pretty awesome. Um, but, you know, another thing that you want to do is um, when you're analyzing your videos and figuring out, you know, what's uh, what's working and what's not 
is you want to look at where your where your views are coming from. So for example, um, like if you notice that, you know, hey, you know, a lot of my views are coming from YouTube search, then in that case, um, you can do two things. One, you can lean really hard into YouTube search because you're good at search traffic. Mm -hmm. um, or two, you can look at that as a, okay, well, I'm getting a lot of views from YouTube search. I wonder why I'm not getting as many views from uh, from browse and suggested. Um, so that could come down to um, maybe you're using, you know, just like a, an exact keyword phrase, but you're not adding an, anything additional that's compelling to it. Um, and because of that, you know, it's just not as attractive when somebody sees it on a homepage. Because, you know, one of the ways that I like to frame this one is, you know, when people are going and they're looking for something in YouTube search, it's kind of easy. Because then in that case, you know, they're actually looking for the content that you make. The challenge comes from when you are having your content presented on somebody's homepage or recommended next to another piece of content, and they're not expecting to watch it. They're not looking for it. They didn't have any intention on watching the type of content that you're that you're making at that moment in time. But YouTube is presenting it to them, but you still have to be able to grab their attention there. So when you go into your traffic sources and you figure out where your traffic's coming from, then you can use that information to make future choices and, and to just kind of reanalyze what it is that you're doing. So you want to make sure that you're doing that in addition to looking at your retention like Benji was talking about and just kind of thinking like, is there anywhere where I can trim the fat? Is there anything to where I'm adding to this video? People aren't responding to it. People are leaving during these parts of the videos um, to where you can start trimming that stuff out for future content and making sure that you are um, just paying attention to those sorts of things. Also trying to get an idea of what performance looks like on your channel so you can make changes when need be. So like, for example, if you notice, okay, by the time when I publish this video, by the time I have 100,000 impressions, typically my videos that perform well usually look like this in terms of the numbers that I have on them, in terms of my click-through rate, those sorts of things. Then one of the things that that will help you with is when you are publishing a piece of content, if you hit those marks, you're like, wow, this is really low compared to like everything else is fine, but like my click-through rate is just abysmal on this coming from uh, like, you know, home pages, for example. Then in that case, you know, you might want to go in and make a change to your thumbnail. You might want to just, you know, make a change to your title or just repackage the whole thing. Um, so, you know, by starting to understand what performance looks like on your channel, it can also kind of help you notice things like that when, you know, things aren't going um, according to plan, so to speak. So any additional thoughts on that, Cody? No? Okay. So, um, so on that note, um, I want to, first off, I want to thank Cody and Benji for coming on the stream today. Thanks fellas for coming on here and sharing your knowledge and just for, you know, hanging out super, super excited to see both of you guys today. And, um, for everybody that's been hanging out in the chat today, thank you so much for, you know, hanging out in the um, chat. I hope that you learned something today. And, um, uh, just as a heads up to, you know, like I know a lot of you are just getting started on your YouTube channels. And I know that during these live streams, there's tons of stuff, um, that, you know, that, that you're getting thrown at you in terms of information about YouTube. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're just getting started, some of it can be overwhelming. And, you know, when it is, um, you know, that can kind of, you know, put you in a situation to where you kind of have that analysis paralysis type of thing going on. So what I, what I encourage you to do is, you know, over the course of, you know, this week, um, instead of trying to think like, hey, I got to do all of this stuff, just pick like a thing or two and just focus on, you know, trying to better understand or better apply a thing or two so that, you know, so that you can get really good at that thing or just get a deeper understanding of that thing before you move on and, you know, try to conquer all of the things, right? So, you know, it's kind of like the ideas that, they were talking about before in terms of like, you know, getting your mind state better, right? In terms of you do those small steps or getting, you know, your fitness better or getting, you know, 
basically taking care of your health and getting all that stuff better. You take those small steps. YouTube's the same exact way. The, right. you know, as you start learning these things and you start applying these things one by one to your channel, eventually that leads to the road to where you're, you know, to where everything's going well and you're thriving. So, you know, just pick a couple of the, you know, a thing or two and focus on those things um, over this next week. And I will see you same time, same place um, next week. Thank you everybody for hanging out. And um, I will see you next time. And uh, really quick business credit. Super chat. Thank you for the uh, super chat. I hope that you are doing fantastic. By the way, reviewed your channel um, in the members only group. That's going to be that video is published. Um, it's got to be published um, on Monday. So I'm um, keeping an eye out for that as well. So thank you everybody for hanging out. And um, I will see you next weekend, next Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern. Have a great weekend.